0: This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into another episode of fun and excitement. You can take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever's on your mind, toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you tonight, it's Ian with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. Those other talk show hosts, a lot of them want to charge you for their websites. Ours is free, so enjoy all of it on us at freetalklive.com we go right into your phone calls also expecting a call at some point tonight from our friend sam who is still sitting in jail he may have a little bit of good news to share uh, but we'll let him do that I, he was supposed to be on the line right now so who knows maybe he's having trouble getting to the phone uh, inside jail now in his 7th week behind bars for recording video in an allegedly public place, a public court lobby. So we'll check in, hopefully, with Sam in a bit. Otherwise, we'll give you the details uh, as we understand them. In the meantime, we go to your phone calls. And Dennis is on the line in New Hampshire on the Amp line. Hello, Dennis.
1: Greetings, gentlemen.
0: Hey, Dennis. Dennis. What's on your mind tonight?
1: So I wanted to tell everybody about a cool little project we have going on to uh, help spread Free Talk Live.
0: Okay, do that.
1: (laughs) Okay. So I, I... Talk Live, and I think that uh, you know, it, it seems to resonate well with people who are uh, you know, forming opinions and stuff. And particularly, I find that some of the high school people that I know are really, uh, you know, they get turned on to the cool ideas of freedom and liberty. And since we're here in New Hampshire, and we're trying to focus our efforts in New Hampshire, and we're trying to get um, the general zeitgeist of New Hampshire to go towards a pro-liberty direction, mm-hmm. I thought, you know, what would be awesome is if a lot of high school people got turned on to Free Talk Live. I think that could like that could seriously change everything.
0: Absolutely. We su- fully support getting them while they're young here on Free Talk Live.
2: So, yes, uh, the free state project to uh, give us your kids, your your criminals and your crazies. Um now, <laughs> what uh how how are you going to go about exposing Free Talk Live to these uh uh nubile high school girls that you're going to be out uh, talking to? <laughs> well,
1: actually, it's it's a core of uh volunteers that are probably most mostly younger than me that are going to be actually handing CDs
2: to uh to younger folks That sounds good. But uh, how's is that is going to work out? Well, hold on, ahead. hold
0: on, hold on, Dennis. How's that going to work out because uh out here in Keene, one time last year we went out in front of the high school and handed uh, some flyers out to some high school kids, but they didn't like it very much. The, uh, the bureaucrats, when we actually went into their parking lot, uh, and they called the cops out on us. So are you expecting some civil disobedience to go on here, or are you only going to be able to hand these to people that are walking home? What's your plan for, for actually intercepting these uh, these young folks?
1: Well, my thinking is that this is not really a civil disobedience thing, but that the sidewalks are for public use. Yes. So as far as I can tell, if you're on the sidewalk and you're not impeding traffic, you can do whatever you want, including handing free stuff to people. Okay. So the, the theory is and we, we've been uh, – kind of a group of us have been tossing this idea around for a long time. And it's finally come to fruition. If you want to give someone something that they're going to relate to. So the idea is to ask people as they walk by, so, liberal or conservative – liberal or conservative and of course a lot of high school students are just going to be like uh whatever and leave and that's fine we're not interested in them they'll find out later
2: perhaps you could uh, make a uh, whatever uh (laughs) cd2 uh
1: yeah we're going for low-hanging fruit people that might be politically active for obama or for mccain or whoever those are the ones i want i want them to stop going out and helping the obama nation and instead, start thinking about what the hell they're doing, mm. right? Okay. Be, be they liberal or conservative, whichever abomination.
2: Hey, I I be, agree. What with about you. the libertarian ones? Aren't there bound to be some libertarian ones in the crowd?
1: Oh, I'm sure there are some. They need to get both.
2: Yes. Well, I mean, you just say liberal, conservative, libertarian. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know. I'm just saying it's it. it, it yeah. yeah that, what about then people then that say a libertarian neither.
1: person? I mean, what? if you hear if you hear liberal or conservative, this might be an honest question. If it's libertarian conservative, if it's liberal, conservative, libertarian, oh, you're a libertarian person. What, what, what's the scam?
0: Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, anyway, so, I support it. I, yeah. I think you should qualify your prospects. You, you know who you're going after. I think it sounds like a good idea. Besides, I mean, it's not uh, – handing out DVDs isn't the same as handing out flyers. It's a little more of a costly affair.
1: It is. It is fairly costly, and we're doing this – you know, we're going big on this. We are doing this free state style. We've what? got – 2,500 audio CDs being custom printed up as
0: we speak. Oh, I'm sorry. They're audio CDs. I apologize. I called them DVDs. I guess that's a little bit of a difference. So anybody will be able to put these in their car CD player and listen to them. They're not going to be MP3 discs.
1: They're going to be regular old you know, standard audio discs. Got it. Even though young people are listening, they know how to rip. They can put it on their iPod. So, yeah, and, you know, obviously this is something that a lot of people are uh, are doing a lot of work on, and it is a very costly thing. It's something that I don't think uh, I know I wouldn't be able to, to fund on my lonesome by a long shot. So uh, you have been kind enough, Ian, to put together chipin.freetalklive.com. Thank you so much for that.
0: Yes, sir, chipin.freetalklive.com. That's if you want to help Dennis out with his project here, which I think is a, is a fine idea. Now, AMP is ponying up uh, 50% of the funds. Is that right?
1: That's correct, and that's, okay. thank you very much, Ampers. That's just awesome. We would only be able to reach half the people if it weren't for you. And, uh, you know, I, the, uh, if they go to chipin.freetalklive.com, they can actually see what exactly is going to be on the disc. They can hear the tracks that we snarfed out from the years of Free Talk Live that oh, we thought cool. would be great for young people to hear. And, you know, sort of test drive it, if you will. It's, it's good stuff.
2: Excellent. You know, this is something we've been intending to do, is to sort of, you know, ferret out good, uh, good sections on the. We have. Well, I haven't. I, we've talked about doing things like this on everything, from the drug war to every particular um, issue that we we speak to and uh, find some good segments, put them together, so that people can uh, put CDs, and we just haven't done it. So. Well, yeah, that's goodness. right.
1: So the, the the people with the conservative disc will get stuff about guns, and the people with the liberal disc will get stuff about the war, and so it's all stuff they can relate to. Right. But. Um, one thing that I learned that was fascinating to me was I. Um, some of the high school people that I know, people that work on the the Capital Access TV show, they helped me sort of um, test market this thing. Mm-hmm. And at first, I spent a whole lot of time, hours and hours, using GIMP and Photoshop and putting together really, I thought, professional-looking discs. Like the conservative one had like the bald eagle and the American <laughs> flag and. I had URLs all over it. I was, you know, and the liberal one had like the Earth with, you know, all that kind of stuff.
0: <laughs> nice and They looked at
1: it and said, you know, this is probably a great disc for old people.
0: Yeah. Wow.
1: <laughs> they said, you know, no high school is going to look. Every high school is going to look at this and go, yeah, that's marketing. This goes in the trash.
0: Hmm. So what did you end up doing?
1: They convinced me, and this was not an easy thing because I was like, I got to get the URLs out. I got to get the name out. I got to. They said, look, you can. You can make posters if you want, uh-huh. but if you want a kid to actually sit down and say, what the hell is this, and listen to it, you give no information. One Fair. URL, you're out. They know it's marketing. They can see right through you people.
0: So wait, are you, so are you going with like just a blank disk or something? What are you doing?
1: It's not a blank. The ones that say, are, there's big lettering that says for liberals or for conservatives, and then a real tiny print at the bottom, warning, uh, the school system was designed to prevent you from hearing the <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, I'm just giggling at this. This is great. It's interesting. Okay, keep going. School system was designed what?
1: To prevent you from listening to this disk.
0: <laughs> That's I nice. From
1: hearing what is on this disk. So it's very enigmatic. It's like... yeah freaky enough that they will listen to it, at least according to my test market.
0: Well, I, I hope so. I, I use the same approach out here with the warning flyers uh, for Free Keen, where we were handing out these flyers to the high schoolers as they were leaving the high school, and you know, it's emblazoned across the top, warning, you know, that these these websites, uh, you shouldn't visit them, and then we'd list all of our uh, liberty-related websites that we absolutely want them to visit. And, uh, of course, there were some kids that were just so thick uh, you know, that with indoctrination, like, they didn't even get the reverse psychology of it. They actually did believe <laughs> uh that they should avoid the websites and they were kind of scared actually <laughs> <laughs> so, so people can go to chipin.freetalklive.com to help you out with this. What's the uh, what? This is, there's a sense of urgency here, right? Because uh, school's almost out. So, when do people need to get if they're going to help you? When do they need to get to that URL? The
1: chipin ends on June 3rd. We have to have the order in by then. They're going to start pressing discs by then, and and so that's when everything's got to happen in order for us to get these in uh, kids' hands just before summer comes out.
0: Great. Dennis, keep up the great work out here in New Hampshire. You're doing some amazing things, and uh, thank you for doing this. It's uh, it's much appreciated. Hey,
1: thanks for the show, guys. Later.
0: All right, dude. Good night. 800-259-9231. Now, how many other uh, areas of the country have that kind of outreach going on besides maybe Phoenix? I think they're doing things like that in Phoenix, handing out DVDs and stuff like that. And where else is that going on on a organized on, basis? On this scale, I can't imagine any place yeah. else. 1 800 259 9231. I presume this will be done uh, around the, uh, the state. I don't know if it's, I, I don't know if it's just going to be in Concord or if it's going to be around New Hampshire. We will find that out, I guess, as time goes on here. Uh, so, chipin.freetalklive.com if you want to help out with that. More coming up here. And speaking of guns, Mark, you've got a gun related email. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll free line. And it's Ian here with you tonight. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com features including the bulletin board system. We have got over four hundred and fifty thousand posts. There's a lot to talk about there, serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all at bbs.freetalklive.com. And another new way that you can get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners is the brand new Free Talk Live chat room, which you can find at chat.freetalklive.com. Again, chat.freetalklive.com. All right, so yes, we have brought back the chat room after, what, two. Three years? Four years? I don't even know. It's been a long time. Since before we were syndicated, so it's probably been like six years or something.
2: Everybody behave yourself or there's <laughs> going to be, you know, we're going to have to send you to your corners. After half a decade of absence, the Free
0: Talk Live chat room has returned. Five? No, it's been, it hasn't been five years. I don't know, man. It's been, uh, we, we had were not the chat not room while we were syndicated. No, we, I don't think yes, we, we did. Yes,
2: we did. Oh, there, there was a, yes, we did. Did
0: we? Okay, maybe we did. In the very beginning days. Yes. So nearly half a decade. We continue disastrous. here. Uh, we'll see how it works out this time. Uh, so we continue. Mark, you've got an email about guns. All I'm right. Sure.
2: Speaking of disastrous, here we go. This is from uh, Nicholas. Um, this is actually addressed to you, but I know you never get to these things, so I've got it here. Okay. You and ahead. Mark made the argument on 525. That's yesterday, folks. That someone. Says you and Mark. You, you and, and Mark made the th- argument. Sounds like it's addressed to you, too. Go ahead. You and Mark made the argument on 525 that someone has the right to keep and bear arms until he decides to stop being peaceful and to threaten someone. What is the point of bearing arms if you can use them or um, if, if you can never use them or threaten with them, especially an unjust government? How did you, Mark and Gardner, all miss the fallacy here? If you say it's legal to keep and bear arms until you stop being peaceful, you cease to have the right to protect yourself. Protecting yourself is not a peaceful action. If I didn't
0: make it clear, I I meant when you aggress against someone, when you threaten someone, uh, as in bringing your arm to bear on another uh, peaceful individual. When you cross that line from being peaceful into being violent, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking
2: about defending oneself against an attacker. Is that what he's saying? It's essentially, I'm basically saying that uh, protecting yourself is a violent uh, action. Let me finish. I, um, when I, mo- I, I meant aggression. I apologize if I was not clear. When a mother bear rips a person to shreds to protect her cubs, I think we all understand the logic behind the action. And none of us would call it a peace, peaceful in any way. No way in hell do I think a law should say that you have the right to keep and bear arms until anything. The point of the Second Amendment is to give you the ability to protect yourself against an unjust government. As soon as you put any limiting factor on that, you give the government the ability to take away that right. Well. First off, this is the problem: is people, uh, you know, rights don't exist, and it's difficult to define what, uh, you know, what a one right is and what another what isn't, and that, you know, where where the lines drawn. Um, precisely, I think that uh, when you aggress against someone, you have given up. You, you know, you you have infringed upon their rights. So you've given giving that up, much up some of some of your own, right? Because it doesn't right. make any sense to incarcerate a guy in jail and still ha- let him have his right to keep and bear arms. Um, and, you know, he's yeah. just going to order a bazooka through commissary and blow a hole yeah. in the wall. I mean, don't be. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Can
0: you imagine what a bazooka would cost through commissary?
2: I, I don't know.
0: Because commissary is always more expensive
2: than the regular marketplace yeah, it depends. It really depends. Really, on you the can situation. actually get a deal at a commissary somewhere and at times. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, it, or he'll have it sent in a package permit or you know somebody'll bake in a cake he has the right to bear the arm doesn't he he's alive isn't he mm. he's he's a human so uh, there there is a point when the uh, you know the government can if there is a government it, if it is a lawful government it has the right quote unquote to take away somebody else's rights
0: well, I don't believe in, in governments, so I don't think the government can take away anybody's rights. But I do think that if what rights are are agreement.
2: So you're amongst- saying that when someone um, has the right, you know, infringes upon someone else's rights that they You you can't take away their weapons? No, no, no. I said I don't believe in a
0: government. You didn't let me finish what I was saying. You were talking about, oh, the government lawfully formed can do this and that. I think that uh, if rights are an agreement between men and women, which is, I believe, all that rights really are, is, well, you know, we'll respect your rights if you respect ours, that kind of thing. Uh, It's exactly as you said, Mark. I'm agreeing with you that at least not not on the government thing but just on an individual-to-individual basis – When you infringe upon someone else's rights, your agreement, you know, the unspoken agreement of what, let's all leave each other alone. When you decide to infringe upon another person, then you've given up your rights, and at that point, you don't have them
2: anymore. So if I get together with several friends and disarm you, then I'm still within my rights? What are you talking about? I'm trying to How find out. How am I miscommunicating See, here? You're, you're, you're saying government, and the fact is any organization that takes away someone's gun is a governing organization. They're governing whether or not that person has the right to own a gun, correct? Oh No, I wasn't. Okay, I must completely be mis uh,
0: miscommunicating here. I'm not talking about any kind of organization taking away someone's gun. I'm talking about the moment you aggress against someone else, and this is what Gene was agreeing with me on last night, uh, the moment you initiate the aggression, that's when you lose your right to bear arms or whatever. You lose all your rights because at that moment you're subject to being killed. And hopefully you will be killed because you're aggressing against somebody. Well, it well, depends it's, on how far. It's, it's
3: subjective, too. I mean, if you get in a fist fight with somebody in a bar, I'm not sure that you can strip somebody of all their rights. For, I mean, it is arbitrary and subjective. How long do you shift it That's why I said rights?
0: we're talking about guns, not fights here. So when you pull but a they're gun they're still committing aggression
3: else. if they throw a punch. Can you I was talking about aggression
0: with a gun. If you okay. are aggressing so if, against somebody with a gun, they have the opportunity to kill you right there and then. Because you don't have your rights anymore
2: right then and there. So if I take that gun away from you, I'm governing your behavior.
0: Uh, hopefully you would do more than just take the gun away, but Okay.
2: Okay, but I'm governing yeah. your behavior, and I'm you know may right. implement some kind of punishment, like get on the ground, put your hands on your head, yeah, you know those kind of things. So I'm a if especially if I have more than one person with me, I am a government, whatever
0: you want to call yourself, Mark. Just, it just it makes you, you
2: feel good. It's con- it's confusing when you use terms like I don't believe in the government.
0: I don't. It's just a fantasy. I think there are men and women with guns that are willing to use them on people. In which case, they have actually forfeited their rights. But we know sometimes what happens if those we men defend and women with those them. guns
2: do the right thing, right? Sometimes. Okay, so yeah. at that point, they're legitimate. Are they not? I think so, in those okay, instances. Good.
0: Then we but, agree. But but they don't do the right thing on a very basic low level in that they have to steal from people to fund their organization. That's not the definition of a government. Every government on earth today, it is.
2: That's true. But yeah. that, the simple fact that uh, that's what's occurring today doesn't make that. I understand the that you love the, the term government.
0: government and you want to carry it with you for the rest of your, you know, your life, and that's fine. You can apply it to you and your buddies, or you can apply it to whoever you want to.
2: I deal with individuals and in what they do. I, I'm just saying that you're defining a government as something that doesn't necessarily fit the definition that you're making for it. Uh, the, Gover- a government does not have to be an organization that is funded coercively. I know that, uh, you know, that's what you're
0: saying, and that's fine. And Maybe someday it won't be, but today it is. Okay. So,
2: there we go. we got Nick's email. Okay. Good enough for you?
0: Yeah, 1-800-259-9231. So, apparently, I didn't do a good enough job uh, communicating last night. I was talking about when you aggress against someone else with a firearm, you've lost your right to bear arms right
2: then and once there. You get in, once you get into uh, this, this conversation of rights, you've stepped into the quicksand anyway. So... You know, because they're not real and exist in reality. Right. That's just my definition. It's a definition to be, right? about something that is not. You know, it, it, no not, one can agree upon right. it. Yeah, how can you agree on it? Right. So, so like, I'm
0: giving you my definition. Yeah. You aggress against someone with a firearm, you lose your rights. Well, I don't. I obviously didn't communicate it correctly. So, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one, and that is the SACL. C A I toll free line. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Still to come, here medical myths. Mark's got a uh, top ten list, right? Top ten, and some of them you say are not They're not numbered.
4: We'll find out. It's Free Talk Live. These are challenging times. Inflation, job security, political and financial uncertainty affect us all. Now more than ever, it's important to review your life insurance needs should something happen to you. Experts agree. Most families should have life insurance protection of ten times their income. The great news is life insurance rates have never been this low. When you call TermCo, Gil Edwards will tell you how affordable term life insurance can be. Gil specializes in saving people money on top-rated term life insurance. Find out if you're paying too much or if you don't have enough. Ask about the new return of premium plans, which return your entire premium back to you after 20 or 30 years, tax-free, guaranteed. Your family's protected either way. Get the best coverage with Termco at the lowest possible rate. Call Termco for a free no-obligation quote. Call 800-685-3314. 800-685-3314. That's 800-685-3314.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever is on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. And joining you tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features, and we give them to you, including the archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, just click download. They're yours, going back for an entire year free
2: Right there on the front page at freetalklive.com. There are lots of reasons you might want to hide your valuables around your home asset forfeiture, bank failures, burglars, ex spouses, housekeepers, your kids. Stash Your Swag, dot com gives you more than 100 common places around your home, most with little or no modification. The guide contains detailed pictures to help you out. All the modifications are under $50. It's stashyourswag.com. It's an ebook. It's got Lots and lots of pictures, and it's less than seven bucks. Dash your swag.com.
0: All right, so let's go to the ten things that the doctors, uh, ten medical myths that doctors
2: are perpetuating. Yeah, well, um, I, I don't know the necessary, I, I don't feel like all these are myths. And uh, Who's, so what's the source? Where's this coming from? USA Today. Okay. All right, so. So USA Today says so. Yep, Carol and uh, Vreeman say patients, uh, This is I'm just jumping in the middle of this article here, uh, say patients should feel free to ask their doctors about the sources of their data. In their book, they go over some of the basic types of medical studies, noting which are the strongest. So what could patients believe? Not these medical wives' tales. Hmm. Sugar makes kids hyper. Parents insist that this really? one's true even though 12 studies have shown no effect between children's behavior and the sugar in their food. So they're just hypernaturally and people are
0: basically blaming it on sugary drinks
2: and things like that. I have watched Jack the three the three times he's had ice cream in his life and one time he had uh cake for his first birthday. Mm-hmm. Um like giggle incessantly roll his head like ray charles I, I mean it's i I just i do not believe them no what they're saying is simply not true you think that sugar does affect children absolutely i think that his little body just can't handle that level of sugar and he just he just goes giddy yeah, I can't, you know, can't comment.
0: Obviously, beyond uh, there was one time I was over at a friend's house and he had his twelve-year-old cousin there and he drank down a bunch of sodas. Uh, mm-hmm. But now that I'm thinking back, I recall the soda was a Mountain Dew, so it could have been the caffeine that was setting him off. Yeah, um, maybe now, caffeine certainly. Well,
3: I mean, people me. do tend to have more energy when their blood sugar is high, and children obviously are going to be affected a lot more by a given amount of sugar than an adult is. So. To me, it makes sense that there's some reason there why it would have an effect on them.
0: Seems so, but now you're saying the studies are showing otherwise. That that uh, they're, they're looking at kids, they're giving them sugar, they're you know, watching their reactions, and they're saying that nah, no real change.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I, I am loath to just toss studies into the mm-hmm. wind. I do know that. Uh, You know, that some little article like this, uh, you know, that that someone interprets study, the people interpret studies differently and they don't always come up with the, the same conclusions from the data, that there's there's the data and then there's the interpretation of the data. And often what you get is you don't, in fact, get an interpretation of the data. You get an interpretation of the interpretation of the interpretation of the data. As, Often, far as if you're reading a newspaper article yeah, or something that, like that. That's right here, I think that's what we're getting. And I don't I don't believe it personally, and I would have to go through the data to know. Right. And I don't have the time to do, well, do anything like that.
0: I know that there are parents out there listening if uh, they want to chime in on the, on this one here. I mean, talk about uh, you know, a heated debate. <laughs> are kids susceptible to uh, being more hyper when they're eating sugary things? It seems like a
2: no-brainer that they I'd should be. I want a be. parent to call in and say, no. Kids are not susceptible to being hyper when they, um, when, you know, when they eat sugar. I want you to please, if you... parents, a coincidence
0: that Jack was doing all that. Maybe he would have done that anyway had he not had the, the sugar. He's never done it otherwise. Not, no, really? Yeah. Acting like Ray Charles? Never before. No. 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 Can I all tell
2: right, you? The number is 1-800-259-9231. Here's another one I don't believe, and I know I'm going to get it from the BBS on this one. You can <laughs> prevent colds with vitamin C, echinacea, or zinc. They're saying that's a Myth. Myth. All colds eventually go away on their own after a few days. So people can be tempted to credit their recovery to something that they did to find relief. Mm-hmm. But 16 studies show that echinacea has, is no better than a sugar pill. So wait, what were the three? Echinacea and what else? Uh, vitamin C, uh, echinacea, zinc. Now, you swear by the echinacea, don't Absolutely.
0: you? Absolutely. I uh, do the
3: same thing. You swear Maybe, by echinacea? Not just for a cold. If I feel like I'm starting to get strep throat, I'll take echinacea and vitamin C like crazy. Yeah, and, and, and it works. Do you, I have to take an antibiotic. Do you agree years.
2: that you have to get it before there's this like this moment in time when the cold has, you know, gone over the edge and that if you don't catch it before that time, then there's really no good that you can do. I mean, I might take the echinacea after that point, but for for me, there's I feel definitely like a
3: point of diminishing return. If you already feel sick, it doesn't really do much for yeah. For me, I mean, it would vary for different people, but usually if I start to feel like I'm getting ill yeah. and I take vitamin C or echinacea, I feel better. I don't know if I would have felt better otherwise, but it seems to work for me.
0: Now, aren't the zinc companies making claims on their packaging that is uh, that is essentially saying that... I know that uh, there,
2: um, I, there there certainly are companies out there. Zycam, with the, the, the little Q-tip no, nose thing, says yeah. that it'll shorten the duration of a cold. Airborne says What's that, in Zycam? I think there's zinc in it. I couldn't tell you. Really? Honestly, we okay. have that at the house too. My wife, you know, goes once I say I think it's happening. Right. Um, I and mean, I... you go through these things. But you here's the problem is is if you feel this funny little sort of sick feeling and then you don't get a cold after you've taken a bunch of zinc and echinacea and done all this other stuff, you believe you have forestalled the cold. However, how do you know? So, how's the study going to test this? For, we had we had hundred thousand patients who were just on the verge of getting a cold. Yeah, how do they find that? How do you I mean, yeah, how do you test that? I don't did think they you just could. give them the cold. Can well, you they, just administer no, someone the they, cold? They just said that um, this is to stop the duration of a cold. You can prove you've got a cold at some point, right? Yeah, The, the runny nose, whatever. So uh, they're
0: saying they're, these have shortened the durations of the of the cold. They're no, saying they, they have not, not shortened right. them. And I don't
2: necessarily believe. But that they the
0: companies would. are saying they are shortening them, aren't they? I mean, I recall seeing. Uh, maybe I'm just misrecalling, but I could have sworn that they're. You know they've got those lozenges with the zinc in them that mm-hmm. you can buy and they say you know studies have proven that taking the zinc uh, shortens the length of a cold well, so so what one study says one thing another study says another thing which is it seems to be what we find in general well, right i mean just to pick the study you want to believe apparently the
3: article saying it's no more effective echinacea is no more effective than the sugar pill a but sugar they're pill. not comparing how effective the sugar pill is compared to the actual approved remedies because in, there are some studies where a placebo gets better results in the test population yeah than i'm all for the drugs. placebo
2: effect so screw, screw you people in your darn science you know what, some, somebody <laughs> you know? should
0: uh, somebody should should sell sugar pills and just
2: <laughs> put different labels on them yeah, snake oil <laughs> All right. So uh, this this one, uh, adding cereal to a baby's diet will help him sleep uh, sleep longer. And I think that this is uh, it, especially intended right before bedtime as the idea is to get them to eat. Wait, what was it again? Adding what to them? Adding cereal to a baby's diet will help them sleep okay. longer. Parents and pediatricians alike are perpetuating that myth because people, cause sleep-deprived patients are prob- parents are probably willing to believe anything that might help them. And their if- infants mm. get a little more sleep. But studies dating back to 1974 show the babies who are fed cereal get no more sleep than other babies. Mm. Now, at my understanding of this uh, belief, and my wife certainly holds it, is that you have to give the cereal before bedtime in order, and that's not specifically stated here. I, I don't see. know. I haven't well, I looked at
0: this I data. I have a tough time falling asleep on an empty stomach, so maybe if I've got a little food in my belly, I'm more likely to fall asleep faster. I'm an adult, though, so I can't really comment. I can't make a statement on
3: that. Uh, it seems like I get. I'm more likely to feel tired after eating a large meal, so... But I don't know that it necessarily will work on an infant. Or right, an infant that works asleep. on an
2: infant. You're feeding them. They're not claiming that giving them food doesn't help make them sleep longer. Just cereal. Cereal in particular. And the idea gotcha. is is to add cereal to the milk in order that they have some more substance in their stomach so that they're not waking up saying, I'm hungry, I want to eat again. Maybe the National Association of Cereal Manufacturers is behind that one. Well, um, actually, it's... So Cheerios is desperate now because they can't no, no, advertise is, their heart benefits. You're getting it wrong. Um, adding cereal does not... Make them sleep long. I know, but I'm
0: saying maybe that you know the myth is has come from oh, the see. cereal manufacturers.
2: I see. Well, the seri- baby cereal is different than uh, adult cereal. Ch- uh-huh. you know, babies aren't eating. I blame Gerber. Yep. Iron in baby form- formula causes constipation. Apparently, studies actually have found that. I mean, no- wait, isn't it? Just to interrupt. I mean, if you could get an old wives, if you
0: could start an old wives' tale that benefits your product line, mm-hmm. that would be incredible for your business.
2: You think about it. Yeah, it would be great. <laughs> because those old wives' tales get passed on so often and so effectively. But here but here's the one in the baby formula that does that has iron in it. You certainly don't want to want the idea that it causes babies constipation. Right, I don't know it's what that bad. is.
0: We'll come back to it in a moment here in moments. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL, CAI toll-free line. Your thoughts on these or whatever you want. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show, you bring up whatever's on your mind, toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark, join us on our website at freetalklive.com. If you enjoy the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that by shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link. Free Talk Live will get a percentage ...of your purchase. So whatever it is you need to buy, they probably sell it at Amazon in dozens of categories with free Super Saver shipping on a whole lot of items. Get your shopping done and help Free Talk Live at the same time by going to amazon.freetalklive.com. We are moving through the 10 things that the medical industry is perpetuating that our myths, at least according to the article writer at USA Today... Well, it says here, some medical myth that comes
2: straight from the doctor.
0: And we're going to get back to those, but we're going to go to your phone calls here. Maybe you've got a few things to add to the discussion, or maybe you want to bring up anything at all. Let's go to Ladies First, where Katie is on the line in Virginia. Katie, you're on Free Talk Live.
5: Hi. Hi, Katie. <laughs> What's on your mind tonight? Um, I'm a first-time caller, and my boyfriend's taking me call. And he wants to move to New Hampshire for the Free State Project. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And um, I was just wondering, how is, like, the Bud and the Reggae up there? Like, the,
0: the Bud and done, the Reggae. You know, I did hear yeah. that there was a Reggae show, but believe it or not, actually a Reggae show here in New Hampshire. Did you hear about that one, uh, Nick, that, that was uh, going on? No, it's one of those underground things. You kind of had to be in the loop, I think. Oh, it was being yeah. advertised, and wait a minute, like, Ian's in the loop? No, but some okay. people I know. Uh, <laughs> I guess by proxy, um, whatever the, the loop is that you're in, like I, I, I don't need to be I'm tangentially connected to the outside of the the loop, I guess. Uh, but what? it was is, one of those things it where it was going down in the woods, like, huh?
5: Is it like cold up there and stuff? Like I don't, I'm not, I'm not a northern person at all.
0: You, yeah, you're from like, Virginia. Are you born and raised in Virginia?
5: Yeah, from yep, Virginia, and like, I haven't. I I think it's freezing here. Like
2: I don't, cannot imagine living up north. It's at cold. All. Yeah, it, it does yeah, get, get cold during, during the winter. It uh, it it gets darn cold. We have heaters. Uh, I, I yep. can tell you that. But uh, Eaters, yes. we, we really don't use air conditioners very much. I so mean, uh, you don't have to do, worry about
3: that <laughs> well, really the summer muggy gets hot. hot feeling. I mean, the summer does get hot. Although if you're from no, Virginia, no it, it does get hot. Yes, it does Not by go, Florida go, standards. But it, it does, does by
0: Florida standards for uh, during the daytime for a few weeks in the summertime. It does get Pretty By few, you mean one year. week?
2: Maybe two to three, depending <laughs> on the cycles of the, the I have, year. I haven't even bought an air conditioner. It's that not, I, And
0: you know. Well, Julia, well, uh, it's it's very difficult for her to handle the heat here, and we definitely have an air, uh, an air conditioner. It and certainly does help, but a lot of houses don't have that up here. Uh so you have to add wow. them to the the windows and things like that. So but I was born in, and raised in Florida and I moved up here back oh, in wow. 2006.
6: And
0: you moved up there? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're making it work. But you know, we're after freedom and liberty and so we're willing oh, yeah, to put up with course. stuff like that. So, of course. so and I'm and, and there's that. by the way I'd I'm like to good. give you a little bit of good news. Uh you did ask oh, about yeah. the bud in New Hampshire yes. and from the studies yes. that I've seen New Hampshire is the most pot smokingest state of the union as pot far as admitted pot smokers state. like one out of 11 people in New Hampshire admits to being a current marijuana uh consumer.
5: Sweet. So well, does that help? Off, off. Yeah. I'll, you know, I can get get along up there easily. Get I right bet you in. could.
0: Let me tell you I, you, I know you said you already have a boy, your boyfriend, but uh, the young ladies yeah. moving to New Hampshire will have no problem getting along up here as far <laughs> as uh, finding people to share the rent <laughs> That'll with. That'll keep in you in line, way. if nothing yeah, else.
5: Yeah, well, that's good. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope Bye, you... My, my and, God. <laughs> anything else
0: on your mind tonight?
5: Um, no. That was just, it. just seeing how New Hampshire
0: was. Okay. Yeah. Well, we love it here. And thank you, Katie, for the call yeah. tonight. Appreciate hearing well, from you. Thank you very much. Yep. 800 259 9231. Now, the marijuana legal situation, on the other hand, isn't so great here in New Hampshire. I'm not though... sure
3: that it's great in Virginia either, though. I don't know that it would no, be a probably not. real big change.
0: Virginia is the state where they pull you over for having a radar detector. Uh, bad news in Virginia, that's for sure. But here in uh, in New Hampshire, the laws definitely need some repealing uh, because they're fairly draconian as far as some of the punishments for, for uh, drug possession. It,
3: they also – the reforms stand a pretty good chance of passing. So there's a very good chance that within the span of a year or two, we're going to be one of the less restrictive states in the union. I Absolutely. Mean, came close, and we've got medical marijuana – if the governor doesn't veto it, it's, it will get by this year.
2: The governor says he is going to veto it unless there's some kind of changes to the laws, uh, but uh, we'll see how right, that It's goes. already the most uh, wimpy piece of legislation you could ever
0: imagine. I can't imagine how much well, more they can it, neuter it.
2: It's medical marijuana, and it helps yeah.
0: people. I mean, and the, it's medical marijuana for very specific categories, from what I understand. I haven't read the actual. You bill. To,
3: yeah, you have to be pretty much dying. Yeah, so some, it's some you know, really dread weak. diseases that are killing you. If you've got glaucoma, I don't know if you can use it. Right, and
0: this guy's basically saying that if you're on your deathbed, I don't know. We don't. I don't know if I'm going to sign that bill that's going to let dying what? people
2: smoke pot. L- likely what he's trying to do. This governor doesn't. It isn't a man of uh, great, uh, you know. Courage or what politician uh, is policy he doesn 't care about those things he 's uh, He's uh, more concerned with saying, well, I, uh, you know, the the bill that passed the House and the Senate, the people of New Hampshire wanted it, I, there were a couple of things I needed to see changed, and I saw it, and likely he's not. there's not going to be any real substantial change to it, if what you're saying is true, that it has, you know, barely has any uh, teeth anyway. What are you going to do, pull another tooth? I don't know.
3: I, yeah, it's probably, I, I have a feeling that they'll make some wording change, and it'll probably get by. It's supported by 71% of voters as of yeah. the last poll, so. So it's political I don't see, suicide yeah, to some extent. I don't see why the governor would vote against it.
0: Well, maybe he wants the endorsement of the Police Chiefs Association for his next run or something like that. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, so so there are you know, there's definitely some good news here uh, that medical marijuana is doing better than it ever has in New Hampshire and more activists are moving here. If you're looking at New Hampshire uh, to move here as part of the Free State Project, you don't want to move here after all the funds been had. We need you here as soon as possible to help move these uh, initiatives forward sooner rather than later. The more activists we can have on the ground getting things done, the more freedom we'll achieve in a shorter period of time. And it goes back to that sense of urgency uh, that I was talking about last night. That much
2: night. is true, but even if you can't move today or this year or next year, if for whatever reason you're held wherever you are, Sign up for the Free State Project. If you plan on moving at some point. Even if you're – as far as I'm concerned is if you have hopes for the Free State Project uh, achieving itself because when – the success we're having, we're having with 700 movers in this state. and actually 700 uh, Free Staters. Free Staters in the state. About half of them I think are movers. uh, A little little more than than half. More than half. But – You know, we're having that with 700 movers. We're talking about the the Free State Project is about 20,000 people moving to New Hampshire. Yeah, that's big. But you don't have to move until we have reached that 20,000 number, and then it's five years after that is the window for moving. So you're talking at the very least seven or eight or nine years from now. You don't have any idea what your life's going to be like at that point. And, yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> my, life can change a lot in a few months, let alone a whole year's time. Right. As far as I'm concerned, five, ten. You're, you're likely to see the economy continue to to tank if, that, if that's what you believe. You're going. to see. That's one of my
0: concerns is that if the economy continues to tank, it's going to give people more and more reason to say I can't I
3: can't go. It's too hard. I mean, or it, they'll want to. They'll wish the, they had moved. More earlier. jobs up here is, is, is part of the, uh, what I worry about is that people are going to wish they had moved when they had the money to do so yeah. and when. The political system wasn't cracking down as hard on dissent because I see that. The you think poli- that's coming? I yeah. I think I I don't know how bad it's going to get, but I think it's going to be uh, a little bit more dangerous to confront the government directly if people don't start confronting it now. And I right. think that the financial situation might prevent a lot of people who legitimately want to move. So I don't want people to get stuck in another state where the situation is going to continue to deteriorate when they could have moved somewhere better and made a positive difference.
0: Absolutely. And there are opportunities to get here that if you aren't plugged into the activist community from afar, which you should be, if you're a Free State Project member or you're just interested and you want to find out what's going on, you should be over at uh, the New Hampshire Free Forum at nhfree.com or over at the Free State Project Forum or the New Hampshire Liberty Forum as well. There are a handful of forums around the state. Of course, Free Keen has one. Uh, but where these activists are together and they're planning things, and there are housing areas in some of these places where people will post a message that'll, you know, like one of the recent ones over the the Free Keen forum was, you know, two hundred and forty dollars a month for a room. Now, if you can't afford two hundred and forty dollars a month for a room plus some bills. I mean what can you afford that that's doable but you can only find those deals when you're plugged into the the activist community you're not going to find that if you're looking at newspapers they, they classifieds also, and things like they that They also crackless. say
2: things about uh, jobs and and yeah. you know, give people leads cuz you know a lot of people live paycheck to paycheck or pretty close to it and they need to know where the jobs are and they need to have one relatively quickly upon arriving
0: That's true. And that part is going to be tricky, right? Because now, I mean, I've talked to Julia. She's a manager at a restaurant. She says there's a hiring freeze and that they've been getting so many applications coming in. So if they were to hire somebody, they would have really the pick of uh, a whole bunch of people that are out there looking.
3: Well, one argument you can make, though, is to my knowledge, the, the job market in New Hampshire is better than in most places it's in the true. country. It's
2: true, far better, and that's it. gets to, it just gives you a, a glimpse of how bad it is in the rest of the country.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But be prepared to go without for a little while. I, I think I highly recommend having some savings. But there are ways to cut down your costs up here. I mean, some people are even camping uh, during the summertime. Not really much of an option for the winters. So. Anyway, there's lots of options as far as getting here sooner rather than later. 800-259-9231. I think I see Sam calling in from jail. I believe we'll be talking to him here in moments. Hour 2 is coming up. It's Free Talk Live.
7: Alakees.com is a community for self-learners. At Alakees, you'll find tools to help you connect with people learning the same things you're learning, tutor other community members, and to make contacts that can help you find jobs. You can also earn money by sharing your know-how with others and contributing quality content. Visit Alekese at a-l-e-k-e-s-e dot com. Again, that's a-l-e-k-e-s-e
0: dot com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves, toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are completely free, so enjoy those on us in freetalklive.com. As we continue here, coming up, we'll uh, continue with the list of medical myths, that, or what are allegedly medical myths, that are being supported by... Many people in the mainstream medical world, uh, Mark, you've got that list, but we've got to go to a special guest on the phones. His name is Sam, and he is our friend and co-host who is still behind bars, now entering his uh, into his seventh week. Uh, in a jail cell for recording video in a public court lobby here in Keene, New Hampshire, then was held indefinitely by order of a judge because he used his so-called right to remain silent and did not give his name to his captors. Now, they found out what his name was. Eventually, after a couple weeks, they got his fingerprints and they ran him and they found out what his legal name is. So even though they knew... The information they were asking him to give, they were still holding him because he didn't give them the information. So proving the uh, you know, proving beyond any shadow of a doubt that this is about control and it's about obedience, as it always is. Sam, welcome back to Free Talk Live, uh, live from your jail cell.
8: Hey, thank you. Actually, it was live from the gymnasium,
0: the multi-purpose room, as it's being called now.
8: Exactly. So um, what's
0: the latest? There's good news, isn't there? Uh, sort of.
8: There is. Yeah. It's some interesting things have happened. Um, so the last where we left things off, uh, Burke had issued an order of the court uh, in response to the demurs that we filed that said the charges were baseless, which he pretty much ignored. He ruled on them out of hand, with, which means he didn't consider any of the case law. The four pages that backed up our arguments and showed that these charges were fatally deficient should be dismissed.
0: Uh, so he basically didn't even
2: look at what you sent in? Exactly. You can't make that uh, – Sam doesn't know whether he looked at him or not, but he certainly didn't act like he looked at him. Yeah.
8: Well, I mean, saying that, they're, that he's ruling on them out of hand means – or that they're sufficient out of hand means that he looked at the complaint and said, no, this looks okay, and really didn't even consider it. That means he doesn't need to even consider a case law. And in that order, he also asked Ivy to confirm that, uh, you know, I'm the only one holding me here, and that if I would just consent and, and give my name and stuff, then, you know, they'd release me, and the court wants to release me and so forth. So she had to come back. She was ordered to respond to them and tell them that, yes, she's told me that. And he also posed the question, is the, the defendant fit to stand trial, hoping to, you know, do some, some kind of legal maneuver there. And then he also, in this order, had the nerve to remind us that I haven't motioned the court for a trial, and that I didn't
0: (laughs) do that. (laughs) That you have to, that the idea that you even have to motion for a trial, I mean, this is something that you're supposed to be guaranteed even by their own rules.
6: Oh, yeah. So,
8: I mean, and it's worse than that. So what we responded with, uh, Ivy put a motion together that was great, that says, yes, absolutely, I've been informed and unless something has changed between uh, Miranda and now, the defendant is exercising his right to remain silent. Um, And we reminded the court that on the 13th, in our initial filing, not only did we ask for a trial, but we asked for a probable cause hearing. We said we would forego the arraignment. We asked the court to enter a not guilty plea on the defendant's behalf, and we requested a trial by jury. So, again, it's evidence that he's either not reading the motions, or he's just intentionally ignoring what we put in there mm. if, uh, you know, he doesn't want to hear it or whatever. So on Thursday, uh, he issued another order, and I found we found out about it today. Um, in, oh, and we also, in the last five years, uh, last filing, we requested the camera back from the Keene Police Department, since they have... I think finally dropped the uh, theft charge for the serial number that was covered up.
0: Yeah, what happened with that? Are they going to give it back?
8: Uh, I haven't heard anything. I'll imagine I'll find out tonight. I know she. I think she went over there to try and at least get the footage off so we can get that posted. But I haven't heard anything. So mm,
2: don't, I don't hold a lot of hope for that footage. No. <laughs> yeah. But
8: uh... I I I doubt they know enough delete it. I mean, it's a professional camera. Oh, that's I imagine right. And it's still on there.
0: Yeah, it's not. It's not a real easy process. I don't imagine to uh, get to it as compared to a consumer level camera. And these are the same people that couldn't even figure out that the camera had a serial number on it.
6: <laughs>
8: yeah. <laughs> True. Um, so Bert came back with his order, and essentially what he said is, I'll, "I'll consider what we said is no. We've told you these things, and here's we are exercising rights." And we didn't make any requests of the court or anything like that. We just corrected his uh, inaccuracies in his, in his last order. So he said, well, I'll consider your request a request for reconsideration, or your motion a request for reconsideration. And so what he's decided to do is he gave the reason that, well, since two of the charges have been dropped, we're going to change, I'm going to change your bail from $10,000 cash to $5,000 personal recognizance.
2: Now, what does that, that mean?
8: That means if I want to get bailed out, I don't actually have to give the court any money.
2: You just have to say that I'll be here, and if I'm not here, you can get, you'll get five grand from me. Exactly. That's a big change. Oh, that's a huge change. Because if you don't show up, it's not like, I mean, if you're intending to run, it's not like you're going to give them five grand anyway because you moved all your money out of whatever account you had, moved across the border, or whatever it is you're going to do
8: also, though, put a couple conditions on that. (laughs) Condition number one is that I provide my true uh, legal name and uh, legal address. So that's one of the... I think that's probably the biggest thing that he's been hanging on to in addition to the name, even though they have the name. They don't know where I put my head down to sleep at night in the area And they like to be able to send men with guns to kick in your door at 2 a.m. and point them at you. So that's pretty important to them. Um, The other thing that he said is, uh, the other condition was that the defendant will not drive unless he has a valid, and he underlined valid, (laughs) uh, driver's license.
0: (laughs) Wait, did he underline it with a pen?
8: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this is not, none of this is on the form. He's like scratched out sections of the typical form that they use for the, uh, uh, bail conditions, and he's handwritten several notes. Then,
2: <laughs> well, when dealing with free staters you have to make new amendments. I I can uh, I, I can sympathize with the guy.
8: Yeah, exactly. Um, and you know, by valid driver's license, what he means is, of course, um, if if I were to move, if I had moved and become a resident of New Hampshire for more than thirty days or whatever, then I would be required to uh, get a, a New Hampshire driver's license.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's 60 days, to my understanding, and the only reason I know that is because when uh, we moved here and we looked at the voters' registration forms, there was a whole paragraph about how that i agree to abide by the laws of the state of new hampshire specifically including the law that requires me to register my vehicle after uh, within 60 days of uh, attaining residency here and of course i scratched that out uh, crossed a big line through it and then initialed it they sent an investigator out to my house <laughs> from concord uh, to ask me questions and this was before i knew better than to open the door for the for a bureaucrat uh, but actually i'm glad i did because it was an interesting conversation uh, where he basically asked me why I crossed that out, and I told him, how could I possibly agree to such a statement? You know, how could I possibly read and know what all the laws are, let alone agree to obey them all, if I haven't read them? So he walked away and uh, gave me his business card, and I never heard from them again, and I've been here since 2006. It's not to say that tomorrow they couldn't come and, uh, you know, steal my car because of it, but they haven't yet.
8: Yeah, absolutely, and I, you know, I'm not a resident of New Hampshire. I don't want to establish residency here because... Exactly like you say, it comes with lots of privileges and things that I'm just not really interested in getting from the state of New Hampshire.
2: So um, Burke has made these uh, these criteria that basically you can say, "All right, I'm 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 ready to go on my own recognizance, and uh, here's my name and here's my address." <laughs> and which which to me sounds really unlikely. But uh, so he's he's made these uh, these these criteria. Um, Unlikely that Sam will give in, is what you're saying. It doesn't seem likely to me in that respect. But I, you know, I, I, I know for certain if he does, never mind. Uh, he'll do whatever he does. Um, but so what are you gonna do with this?
8: Oh, I, I left off one condition. If I move, normally you have to notify the court in 48 hours or something. Yeah. He's made the condition that I have to give the court notice before I move of Ooh, the new address.
0: I see. <laughs> So we'll find out what Sam's plan is in moments. I'm going to guess, and I haven't asked him this myself, I'm going to guess that uh, he's going to continue remaining silent on these issues and wait and see what the Supreme Court has to say on his detention. Because that's perhaps one of the reasons why Judge Burke is all of a sudden making new offers to Sam is because he knows this is going up to the Supreme Court next. More on the way. You can bring up anything. We'll come back with more with Sam. Your calls for him. If you make them, it's Free Talk Live. Talk Live, the toll-free number for you to take control of the airwaves is 1-800-259-9231. That's the single CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. The features are free. We've got a wiki with over 1,800 pages created by listeners like you. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com. You can get interactive and edit virtually anything you see, W i k i wiki.freetalklive.com. Now, if you want liberty in your lifetime, don't miss the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival. It's happening in a, just a matter of weeks, June 25th through the 28th, in beautiful Lancaster, New Hampshire. Join hundreds of liberty-loving people for a weekend of freedom and fun. Register today at porkfest.com. That's porkfest with a C, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. And I think we're getting Sam back here, uh, here in moments. We're <laughs> going to make it. Yes, Mark. Well, I just wanted to to go on with my list
2: of uh, of well, know, myths that doctors might uh, might. Yeah, uh,
0: we don't we don't really have time for that because we do have calls on the line and we are going to be uh, getting back to Sam who is currently behind bars, entering his uh, seventh week behind bars for uh, basically recording video in a public court lobby. And not giving his name, and now the judge in the case, after weeks and weeks, uh, the judge in the case has decided to change his deal to make a new offer to Sam. And some people have said that judges are constantly making offers. And I, I asked the court uh, when I was there if if he was making an offer, and I was thrown <laughs> in a jail cell for it. But it does certainly seem. Here's your offer. You no, know, it does certainly seem like uh, you know the judge is making a new offer in this case. And Sam, are you back with us? I'm back. Okay, good to have you back here. Uh, so you had told us that the judge basically said, "Well, okay, how about now instead of ten thousand dollars cash bail, it was it bond or bail, and what the hell's the difference anyway?"
8: Um, that's a good question. It was, I think it was cash bond before the court, which means I have to, or somebody has to get ten thousand dollars in cash, take it up to the court, and hand it over to them. And I'm sure they'd be in a real big hurry to make sure I get all of that back. No, oh, yeah. Um, the personal recognizance bond, I guess, is my signature as a bonding me to the terms of the agreement to appear at the court to give them the address and not drive without a valid driver's license and so forth.
0: And so what is your plan to deal with all this?
8: Well, so Ivy has been working on a response, not to Burke, but to the Supreme Court. We were actually going to do this last week, but some things came up and there are no accidents, we both believe. Um, And now that we have this, uh, before I had talked about the writ of habeas corpus that the Superior Court denied. In New Hampshire, there's three levels to the court. There's district, superior, and then supreme. Mm -hmm. Um, The Superior Court heard the writ of habeas corpus and denied it based on, well, you're, you're not in between arraignment and trial, so we don't have to hear the writ of habeas corpus. They didn't address the fact that my right to to counsel was denied, that I have my right to remain silent was denied, they just picked one little thing out of there and threw it away. Um, so the, the Supreme Court also had the same writ of habeas corpus, but they said, well, we're not going to do anything until the Superior Court rules on it. Well, now they have, so we're going to send that up to Supreme Court, put it in the case file so they will have that to say, okay, now we can rule on it, but we're also going to submit all of Burke's paperwork as well to show them that, look, this district court is ignoring these requests from uh, the the defendant. He's requested a trial. They continue to ignore his request for a trial. They're coming back saying that we haven't requested a trial. So, you know, it's going to look really, really bad for <laughs> Mr. Burke with all of the things he's done. And this is one of the reasons we, we considered early on, do we file a um, Judicial conduct complaint, which means he would automatically be recused, or do we file a motion to get him recused, which means he's pulled off the case and another judge steps in. But I wanted him in there because I knew he was going to continue doing these things. And now, I, I, uh, you know, there's a chance that the Supreme Court could look at this and find some way to kick it out, but it's going to be really, really difficult for him. So that's what we're waiting on.
0: Um, and when is and when was the paperwork filed with the Supreme Court? Was it today?
8: It hasn't been yet. Um, Ivy's going to come up tonight, I believe. We're going to review that. If it all looks good, I usually make a few suggestions for things to add in or take out. And I believe she's going to go file it tomorrow.
0: And what's it, uh, how long do they have before they have to make a ruling on it?
8: As long as they want.
0: Oh, great. That's well.
8: <laughs> so uh, that's where, uh, once that's filed, I'm going to need the free staters, the, the activists that are out there to call. Uh, I don't know if we're going to call the governor or if we should call the, the court itself.
0: Well, once you figure out where you want the activism directed, uh, just get in touch with me and I'll post a blog post over at freekeen.com, and I'm sure that'll get spread out as it's needed. Yeah,
8: that would be great because I think that having some more pressure on them to really rule on this and take a look at it and not let it sit for a month while I'm sitting in jail would be an effective thing for us to do.
0: Right, because uh, we want you out for pork fest. Yeah, me too. I All want right, to
8: get, get some footage and, and enjoy being back in. Uh a normal
0: because if not uh, just to give the you know give our the, your jailers a heads up uh, we're probably gonna send a busload full of activists out there from porkfest that 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 hasn't been nailed down at this point but it's it's definitely an idea that's in play uh, because as you know that during the Porcupine Freedom Festival it's a great opportunity for people to come up here and see New Hampshire experience what it's like to be around hundreds of like-minded activists and during the festival or a, a few days in advance uh, they have bus tours essentially going all around the state, taking people that are new to New Hampshire around to see the sights, if you will. And so uh, if uh, I know that Dale is putting one together for the Keene area, and I had suggested that if you are still sitting in a jail cell in another month's time uh, during the Porcupine Freedom Festival, that they should probably just bring the whole Keene bus tour around the, to the Westmoreland Jail. Oh,
8: I'm sure the jailers would love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They so, actually have started asking more questions. I've talked with them. At length, I read uh, somebody, a, a guy in um, uh, Savannah, Georgia, sends me postcards, and he sent me pictures of the um, uh, of the Motorhome Diaries guys and their arrest and how they got choked and yeah. tasered for not showing ID. And uh, I read that to some of the guards, and they were just shocked. So they're starting to come around, and they don't they understand we're not anti-government. That you know, we're really about freedom and liberty, and what that actually means. And uh, I think it's having an impact on them as well as some of the other prisoners that are uh,
0: here. It has to. Well, let's go to the phones. Uh, Taryn is on the line in Georgia. Taryn, you are on with uh, Sam.
7: Hey, Sam. This is Taryn. I-, I think I'm the guy that sent you that, <laughs> by the way, the card about you were just talking about. He
8: gets pictures um, of uh, of me from I don't know where and puts captions I- in them, and they're just hilarious.
7: <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you like those. I just got some news about ten minutes ago, which is really good news. Um uh, basically, a bunch of us on the outside have been working to get you on Freedom Watch, and they told me, Shelly Roche just sent me an email about 10 minutes ago on the show that said they're going to talk about you tomorrow. So yeah. it's only taken a month, but we finally got on there. That
8: was awesome. I um, found out so about that. I'm pretty
7: excited because that's, that's a lot of attention if you can if we can get you on there.
8: I think so, yeah. I found out about that earlier today, and I sent you a letter back thanking you. Um, oh. I think we'll uh, – I, I can't dial the phone number out here, so we may have to do the bridge thing where the audio is really pretty awful. But uh, we're Well, gonna... I
0: hope not, because I had posted, uh, Sam, just to let you know, I had posted a blog post, and I don't know if Taryn has more. We can put him on hold. If you got a question for Sam, we've got him on the line with us at 800-259-9231. Uh, and he is appearing on the Freedom Watch show tomorrow at 2.40 in the afternoon, Eastern Time. Freedom Watch on Fox, I believe, .com is their website. But we'll come back with more here in a moment. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live.
9: SwissAmerica.com reports Tuesday gold prices eased near $950 an ounce on a flat dollar as rising consumer confidence lifted Wall Street. Gold closed in New York down $4.40 to 952.10. Silver fell $0.08 to 14.61. 2 developments are causing excitement about gold reports MarketWatch.com. From a charting point of view, gold shares have broken out, meaning gold itself may well be about to do something very important. The second bullish development? Well, more at SwissAmerica.com. Recession? Inflation?
2: Market volatility? What do you do to protect your money? Call Swiss America to send you a free education on gold investing. Gold offers you safety, liquidity, and excellent profit potential. Gold is the only asset that's not someone else's liability. The DVD, booklet, and newsletter are free. The knowledge you'll gain is invaluable. Call toll-free
9: 800-630-1496. That's 800-630-1496. 800-630-1496 today.
0: This is Free Talk Live, your show. You can bring up anything. Dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. And tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are completely free, so enjoy those on us at freetalklive.com features including the shrine of female listeners dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo and prove they listen to the show head over to shrine.freetalklive.com and see what that's all about that again is shrine.freetalklive.com
2: are you facing debt problems with debtcrisissolution.com programs um there are no more payments or credit um to creditors De- com guarantees to protect your bank account Wages and property from lawsuits if you 're facing a debt crisis, you need to be able to keep your money to take care of your family call one seven one eight six one five zero one two three that's seven one eight six one five zero one two three debt dot com so we've got Sam
0: Dodson on the line with us here uh, live from his jail cell or actually specifically the multi purpose room where he's being held with over twenty five other men uh, with one bathroom, just awful conditions. Uh, but you're still there. It's been now. It's now been a full six weeks. You're into your seventh week because of recording video in a public court lobby and refusing to give your name or rather using your right to remain silent. Uh, the judge in the case is making a new deal or trying to make a new deal with you. If you'll just obey, if you'll just give in, Sam, they'll let you walk with a $5,000 personal recognizance bail, meaning you won't have to actually pay the $5,000 unless you don't show up at court and they'll just let you walk out of the jail and you aren't going to take them up on that deal.
8: I'm not really interested. Yeah, the other prisoners when I got back and relayed the news to them, they're like, "So, when are you getting out of here?" I'm like, I'm not
2: effing going anywhere. I'm sure they don't even understand. (laughs) Some of
0: them
8: are like, what, dude? I would be out of here in a minute if that was the deal. And they're like, no, you don't understand. (laughs)
0: That's what they want. They want you to cut a deal. They want you to uh, give in. And and it's always been about obedience. And you're really proving it. And you're doing an awesome job of it. Tomorrow is going to be a big day for you, I hope, Sam, uh, because Fox News, Freedom Watch has finally gotten in touch with you to get you on their show. Which is great because the Freedom Watch show is a, it's basically an internet production uh, they, they've got like a some sort of studio where Fox News has basically thrown all their b-level equipment into and said here put some internet stuff on the air. Uh, that's at least the, the the feeling I get from the show but they do a, good, a, a really good job with it and it's a weekly program where they have uh, typically all kinds of liberty-minded people on as guests um, and that they claim that they get over a hundred thousand viewers per episode of this little internet TV show. So hopefully there are going to be a lot of people that are going to see your story for the first time uh, tomorrow afternoon when you appear at 2.40 in the afternoon Eastern Time. And the website is freedomwatchonfox.com. There's a, a tune-in link or a watch link there. Now I'm actually looking here, Sam, at the list of guests that will be on before you. You're coming up toward the very end of the show. Uh, looks like they're going to have Man Cow in there on the program. Uh, and. I don't know if you heard, but Mancow was recently waterboarded. Did you hear about that? No, I didn't. Yeah, credit goes out to uh, to Mancow for being one of the few talk show hosts with the intellectual honesty to, number, number one, even put himself in a, a situation like that uh, because he was formerly one of those people who was uh, conservative. Waterboarding is not torture. Yeah, waterboarding is not torture. So he put himself to the test and uh, lasted all of five seconds before he gave in and then begrudgingly admitted that it absolutely is torture
8: yeah I actually had thought about doing the same thing and capturing it on film.
0: Well um, they did capture it on film, and a lot more people were certainly listening to his Chicago nationally syndicated radio show at the time. So good on him. So there are going to be a handful of people in there before you, but it looks to me like you're going to be one of the most principled uh, folks on during the day. Maybe right up there with uh, Ron Paul who's going to be kicking off the show. So it looks like it's going to be a a hell of a program. I highly recommend people tune in and share the word about it so we can help get the word about Sam out to as many new people as possible and hopefully get more blog posts and get more attention and put more pressure on these government bureaucrats who are just doing terrible things in uh, in in your name because we're all being forced to pay for the awful things they're doing to you, Sam.
8: That's absolutely right. And, you know, my plan is to really just stay in here. I'm, I'm uh, looking for the positive and uh, the experience here. I'm, I'm happy with, with everything that's happened so far. Uh, I've kind of just given up on, you know, when I'm going to be out of here, and I'm not really looking forward to it. I'm just enjoying what I can. And uh, the next milestone I see is really the Supreme Court ruling, and from there I'll decide what's next.
0: Now, just a quick question, because we kind of touched on this during our conversation today with the producer from Fox. I would asked him, "What is Judge Napolitano? Does he does he insist on being called Judge? Because everybody you ever hear that talks to the man calls him Judge, and uh, he said no, but at the same time he made it sound like yes. Uh, how are you going to handle that? Do you do you feel like uh, you're going to call him a Judge, or will you? Because it's not as respectful as Your Honor, but it still is a title of some some sort.
8: It is." Yeah, I I don't know. I'll probably meditate on it, look for an answer. Um, I would definitely call him Mr. Napolitano or maybe Judge. I've done that in court a few times. I, I'm not sure. I'm
0: not yeah, sure. Well, I've certainly referred to to Burke uh, as Judge Burke. I have referred to him as a judge. Uh, and when you're talking to him in the court that, you know, you, you don't call them judge necessarily in the court, so you, you don't, you don't have to get into that situation. But I successfully, uh, did not call Judge Burke your honor the whole time I was in court, and I doubt, uh, you ever would either. Right. So I guess that's kind of a different situation. I, I felt a, I feel a little uncomfortable with it. I mean, just to give our listeners a clue, we are looking at booking him on the, on the program to, you know, come on here, talk about Freedom Watch. To me, there's a huge book.
2: difference between calling somebody judge and calling them your, your honor you think in the so? same way that I wouldn't call, um, like, you know, I'm not gonna call my doctor your honor and although i feel yeah. they've achieved something greater than a judge
8: that's a good point mark
2: you all right very good
8: in the middle of the road
2: <laughs>
0: excellent all right so sam anything else you want to share tonight
8: nope i'm uh my spirits are high i'm uh, enjoying my time here and I look forward to seeing how this turns out
0: hope to see you out soon and thank you sam for everything yes. you've yes okay good night good sir good eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one so one more time for those of you that are going to be around uh, freedom watch on fox dot uh, com is the website it'll be two forty tomorrow afternoon so wednesday the twenty seventh of may you'll be able to see sam and of course if you miss it live i'm sure somebody is going to put it up we'll probably find the clip on when somebody gets it on youtube and i get a heads up we'll probably put it up at freekeen.com for everybody to watch if they haven't seen it live so there you go all right let's go to your phone calls jake is on the line in missouri you can talk about anything jake what's on your mind
9: yeah guys uh i wanted to uh kind of comment on i was listening to you on i believe it was saturday talking about the memorial day and kind of the the farce that it is throughout the media and you guys have taken some calls from uh some of the world war ii veterans or some of the veterans and i kind of in jest made a phone call to my dad to uh kind of wish him a happy day of celebrating the those that that fell while murdering for the state and i think he, he while taken in stride i think that he used the example of world war ii as being a declared war for the constitution i just wanted to kind of get your thoughts on that and differentiating between World War II, which was a declared war by the Constitution versus the last, well, Vietnam, Korea, and the latest, the Middle East.
2: Well, I think that, um, <laughs> certainly there's, you know, there's there's degrees here. And I think that, uh, in our lifetimes, uh, anything that's remotely close to, uh, what might, someone might be considered a fair war or a good war or any of those things, if, if you're gonna rate them with stars, you would probably give, uh, the, the Pacific Theater of World War II some stars. And then, um, after that, you can start deciding how particular things went um and you know the to me the the worst part of it all is the dropping of the bombs on hiroshima and nagasaki i can sit here 60 years later and uh, armchair quarterback that and i feel it was a a poor choice on the side of uh, truman and um you know anybody who was involved in it i don't think it was a necessary thing to do um I, you know, that being said, I try to concede every time I'm having the conversation about war that the Pacific Theater of World War Two is probably the best one that uh you know somebody can argue. It's so only if you ignore the economic uh blockade against the
0: It was the not Japanese. a
3: blockade. Well it was, it was an embargo, embargo. it embargo. wasn't an act of war by any any standard. It I was mean, or was not? Was not. No. Um, the it US was saying we're you know, we're restricting the sale of oil from the United States to Japan is not an act of war. And the bombing of U.S. shipping. Well, wasn't is. There,
0: were, yeah? But w- w- weren't there allegations, and I don't know how true they are, but uh, there was a call on Saturday night that suggested that there were American uh, people uh, that that were essentially privately employed by the U.S. military going and s- strafing Japanese ships.
2: They were uh, they, they were uh, working for the Chinese government. I mean, they were not necessarily private. They were American, uh, uh, you know, military men that were working for chi- the Chinese. Well, anyway, they should not have been out there in the first place, in my opinion. More
0: coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that by becoming an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We take that money and reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations across the country, bringing more Internet listeners on board, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. So head over to amp.freetalklive.com to join up and get access to the perks, like the Amp only call-in lines. Go to amp com. We did have Jake on the line. He apparently did drop off, but he was asking about perspectives uh, on World War II. And Nick, I think you had, uh, I guess, an extra comment that you wanted to make.
3: Well, basically my point is, I I believe that there are certain circumstances in which a country is justified in defending itself. And although you can say that the United States wasn't involved you know, perfectly, it wasn't a perfectly neutral nation, it it took pains to try to stay out of the war. The Japanese pretty much brought us into the war a couple of years later. Well, wait than wait a all minute. The other which pain,
2: tell so. me about these pains the United States went through to get to stay out they of the war? They were interfering
0: in Japan's ability to do business in the United States, as uh, Jason Osborne from SACL Cai says. Uh, what's what is it that makes restricting some of people's voluntary
3: interactions an in act of war and other restrictions not? Well, an act of <laughs> An act of war has to do with international law, not in, not dealing with individuals. It deals between nations. So if you're going to talk about an act of war, it necessitates that you're talking about the way that states interact. If you don't believe in states, then I guess you can say there is no such thing as an act of war, because then there would be no international law.
0: I see where you're coming from on that. I, I would suggest it's that customary. Uh, yeah. If you're if you're using violence to stop someone from doing business with another person, that's that seems to be an act of war to me.
3: Yeah, you. I mean, by international historical standards, an act of war is invading somebody, blocking their coasts, or attacking their shipping. That's pretty much it. Okay. I mean, we have tariffs. Are we at war with every country in the world? We limit every uh, it's, it's violence. It seems like war to that's me. That's not an act of war. I'm sorry, if you're going to go to the point t- of saying that all, a tariff on Canadian lumber is an act of war against Canada, I I, I understand the point you're trying to make, but that's... You're it's more of, a, an it's more of an act
2: of war on, your, on the American people than it is on the uh, Canadian people. They can still go sell their stuff any place they want. Um, I, you know, I, I, this, I'm, I feel the same way. I think that of all the wars out there, that the uh, Japan the, the uh, Asian theater of uh, World War II is probably the most justifiable from a you know international law logic standpoint. Defense. people will say things like, "We were invaded." Now, I, I, let's let's be clear. After were, they invaded Hawaiian right, Islands, the, the Hawaiian Islands were not a state. They didn't invade them. They bombed them. Um, the you know. We Wait, were, didn't they build a military facility there? I see. The United so States. Invaded. The United States military more invaded uh, Hawaii, but it, it's still not a perfect scenario because it's not like we went to the Hawaiian Islands and just set up camp. We bought them or were given them by the well, you know
3: the British Crown. They had uh, been there for quite a while at that point. It wasn't like they had done it the year before. Right. It, it wasn't, was wasn't anything like that. It was
0: uh, d- decades. It, it certainly wasn't with the consent of the uh, you know, all of the people. Of the Screw Hawaiian them. Islands. They're
2: brown. Um, you know, and, and that's well, how we, that's how they felt about the Philippines too uh, that's that, that interaction was make, 100 or it was 50 years prior to
3: that you can so. make the argument that if they had invaded california or gone all the way to washington dc even in places that are states none of the united states is was originally inhabited by europeans so it's all you know if you want to make the argument that well the united states just stole it from somebody else right sure you can make that argument but I th- the, i think at that point the people of the united states had a legitimate Reason to defend themselves. I mean, they were the they were the inhabitants of that landmass at right. the moment.
2: Dealing with a rising Western culture um, and not dealing with the natives, and and also with the Louisiana Purchase. It's not like we went to every Indian tribe that happened to be in the area of the Louisiana Purchase and said, "Hey, is it okay with you if we give Napoleon uh, some money in yeah. order to to buy this land?" It was nothing like that. All it was was a license to kill Indians on that land. Um, we we purchased from Napoleon the the license to kill Indians on that particular land.
0: I didn't purchase anything. Okay. Please okay, don't United include me. All right, so uh, we actually got Jake back. Uh, Jake in Missouri. Any thoughts on all that discussion? Jake in Missouri.
9: Yeah, I'm back. I'm back. Yes, here.
0: sir. Your thoughts. Go ahead.
9: Uh, yeah. Well, I guess I'm just going to comment uh, that uh, the the question of whether or not it was an act of war with the embargo of the Japanese, you know, I, uh, is that even material? Is that even relevant? Uh, if whether or not it actually broke international law or the rules of war, I mean, it was. You know, declared or not, it was certainly an act of war, whether or not following the rules of war. I mean, how would we feel if somebody cut us off from, the, I mean, the Japanese thrive on imports and exports, and yeah. if, if putting that embargo, that is an effective act of war, if not uh, you know, an explicit act of war. It's so how very, do we feel It was it's very the much a
2: controlling and manipulative move. The United States, which was a uh, you know a, a a power that had you know a, a country that had more power in the sense that we have a much larger area than Japan, was using our ability to import and export and essentially being one of the one of the few oil exporting countries at the time to stop the people that export oil in the United States. Not the United States government, because the United States government doesn't produce oil, people, um, and they really don't have a right to tell their people. Who to whom they can sell and whom whom they can't, but you know they, but they did yeah, and and they did. <laughs> right. So the, the they're using their power to on their own citizens really in order to kind of tell the Japanese, hey, we're going to control the the uh, the little islands in the Pacific. And remember that we were in the uh, the Philippines prior to that, and we intended to walk our way up towards Japan and essentially do what Japan wanted to do. It was all about who's going to control these little rocks in the Pacific.
9: Right. I agree. Uh, get, getting over to the European theater, how do you uh, address those that have concerns with, uh, say, treaties or alliances?
0: Uh, they first, never should well, have been entered in the first with, place. With the British. I, I would say uh, the with, alliances never should have been entered in the first place. I mean, if we're going to talk about uh, the Constitution or the founding fathers, it was made pretty clear that uh, mo- that a lot of them had no interest in getting involved in entangling alliances, what but would yet those the same people, politicians what did? Would,
2: what would those same people that supported those uh, alliances have said if the if Great Britain had gotten in, gotten into the Civil War and supported the
3: South? Right. Well,
9: guys, you're not going to get an argument out of Yeah. It's a way playing devil's advocate. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's a good
3: um, point. Had we not entered into World War One on the side of the British? World War Two probably wouldn't have occurred, or yeah. at least not in the way that it did. Uh, so. Right. I'm not making so, a, a, an argument in defense of those alliances. Of course, if you do believe that the Japanese attacked us, they had defense agreements with the Germans, so they had their own treaties on the other side. So
9: right, but getting back to, I believe it was Washington who said, you know, entangling alliances with none. Mm-hmm. You look at how many problems are created when we have these entangling alliances. Look at the Falkland Island debacle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with uh, we had the Argentinian alliance as well as the British alliance. So you know, it, it put it pit us. Alliance versus alliance, and you know how do you how do you honor how do you you know I guess choose which alliance you're going to honor versus in over the, another one. Well,
3: in that case, well, luckily we basically stayed out of it. It resulted you, in neutrality. Here, here's how
2: you do it, and I'll bet you that this works every time. If you're the United States of America, you take the the aggregate population of both places, and you decide how much melanin is in their skin, oh, and then whichever one has more melanin, you're not on their side. Seems well, to be that way. in the
3: Falkland Islands, where we did remain neutral, and I will point out that Argentines are usually brown, British people are white we stayed out of it I, 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 really which side which which side was America voting for? Well, we were yeah, but we were supposed, supposed to, to a, invade both countries. We didn't, and we didn't need invade. to for
2: God's right. sakes, it was it was great Britain against Argentina, I mean, and Argentina had just gone through yet another revolution they they were, they were wobbling all over the place. if they sent a rowboat out and got it blown up, it was not a war.
0: Jake, any of the thoughts right. tonight?
9: Right, thanks a lot, gentlemen, guys. I appreciate what you guys are doing. I'm yep. hoping that at some point we can get an affiliate here in uh, I'm in St. Louis. I looked online today. There's nothing in Missouri, but I hope to I hope to get you guys here
0: soon. I think we've got we got Poplar we've got Bluff, Missouri. Missouri. I don't know where no, you right. are. We in, lost in the, them. in the backwoods. No, we lost Poplar Bluff. They're not on it. Oh, they aren't. No, so not you're on. right. It's a little yeah.
9: south of here, but I It wasn't on the website today, but.
0: Well, there's can, a reason, I guess. Yep, you can go to localfac, localfaq.freetalklive.com, learn about how to get in touch with your local talk stations, and tell them you want to hear Free Minds Radio, too. They need some help with uh, with some getting new some new affiliates, because uh, Nick does not have the ability, unfortunately, at this time, to dedicate a full-time uh, job I to a calling radio stations. I a day job, so stations.
3: unfortunately I can't.
0: So they, they need the help even more. Uh, so when you're calling stations, let them know you want to hear Free Talk Live and Free Minds Radio. It's a great combo for their weekend. And, of course, we do our weekday show as well. Thanks for the call tonight, dude. 800-259-9231. So when you're talking about wars and alliances, always try to try to avoid getting into the details. And I know that, I don't know how good of a job we, we even did of that this weekend.
3: No, Oh, uh, in this discussion, we certainly didn't.
0: Well, right, and, and this weekend we were all over the map, I think, but I haven't listened to the show yet. Uh, but it just try to strike at the root of well, we shouldn't have been in the uh or they, you know, the U.S. government shouldn't have been involved in World War One in the first place. As you said, Nick, that's that's the best way to address the World War Two.
3: It really is. That's the one we that created you can get away. the rise of the Nazi Party and, to some lesser extent, Imperial Japan.
2: Right, and likely um, we did absolutely create a, um, Imperial Japan. Imperial Japan wouldn't have had the guts to do what they did if it hadn't have been for the Germans. So, the conflict would certainly have not been what it was.
0: All right, more coming up here. Hour number three is on the way. Toll free, 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live.
9: Hey, the other day I bought my first firearm. Oh,
3: yeah? Yes.
6: Yeah. At
3: $3.57? Match. So? I even got a $5 disguise discount. Nice. All I had to do was sign up with the military.
0: Sign
6: what? Huh? Not if on
0: Free Talk Live, we're launching into hour three of the program. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. The toll-free number for you is 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Nick. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are totally free, so enjoy those. On us, again, freetalklive.com. We're going to continue taking your phone calls about whatever you want. Plus, when we get a chance, we'll get back to the ten things, medical myths that are being perpetuated, perpetrated uh, upon people by the medical establishment, or at least according to USA Today. Whether they're myths or not, we'll leave up to you to decide. And we'll get to that, but first we continue with your calls. Gene is on the line in Tennessee, on the Ampline. Hello, Gene.
7: Well, hello. Um, I wanted to... Talk to you about something you mentioned earlier because you stated that uh, you were under the impression that yesterday that I agreed with you that once somebody aggresses, they lose their right to keep and bear arms, and I don't agree with that at all. Um, well, if you shoot them, then they're going
0: to be losing is, their right, right?
7: Well, they would be losing perhaps their life, or yeah. perhaps they would get maimed by somebody else. But uh, what I'm getting at is the right, the, 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 all your rights exist as long as you exist. And even if you're on death row, which is a but they don't really exist,
0: though, do they? They only exist in our minds.
7: Well, this is a discussion that people have had. Either they do exist or they don't exist. Um, if they truly don't exist, then we're a sorry, sorry lot, because that means that murder is just as valid as anything else. You know, I can murder you and take your stuff. That would be just as valid as not murdering you and not taking your stuff if you didn't have rights
0: i'm not saying i disagree with the idea of rights i like it i like the idea and fully support the idea but i'm just telling eugene and i think you know this that rights are just a concept just like the government is a concept it's just a uh, no, I, you know a delusion. i don't know
7: that because uh, in my in my world view rights are created just like we are they're created by our creator i see and as such they are uh, they cannot be destroyed in other words my right to keep and bear arms follows me wherever I go. When I go to China, I have a right to keep and bear arms. Typically, uh, I usually buy a switchblade when I'm over there, which is also illegal. But uh, I would buy a firearm over there if I could find one. And, you know, if I ever moved there, I just might do that. Mm-hmm. But what I'm getting at is the right uh, follows you wherever you go, and it exists as long as you exist. But that right can be violated by people, and that's what we're seeing today. Now, uh, again, taking it to the extreme, a man on death row has the right to keep and bear arms. Now, Mark was bringing that up earlier, and he said, "Well, yeah, he has. You know, he would get a bazooka and blow a hole in the wall." And that's true. Uh, it's absolutely true. That's why it's up to the jailers to make sure that he doesn't get a gun. But if he got a gun, you couldn't say that it wasn't his right to have it. But, see, it's up to the jailers right, to make sure he doesn't get it.
2: If it's his right, then it would be wrong for the jailers to keep him, keep the bazooka from him.
7: Well then uh, the jailers may be wrong. I'm
6: not saying <laughs> that's the right or wrong. I'm just um, making the point okay. well, that it, the rights but, exist forever. Let but, me jump in here
2: real I quick on uh, on this this creator. Uh, I guess we just disagree. Yeah. What we disagree I yeah. think
0: is a fundamental issue of what it, you know, whether whether Gene, rights exist. Gene would um
2: would you agree that uh, butterflies were created in the same way that humans were created?
7: i believe they were created by god yes
2: okay and so you believe that then man was created in the image of god and you take that from the holy bible right
7: i believe that we are a spiritual image not necessarily a physical image that, yes
2: that's the terminology they use and that that's what separates us from the beasts. so we are created in a special way above the butterflies right I believe that, yeah. Okay, and and I believe that, too. However, what you have to base it on is the same book that says that Noah floated around on the world in a giant <laughs> boat for a year. And I, so I don't have any more information to say what you're saying is true. And when you say we're a sorry lot, um, I'd like to go to, well, we there's chimpanzees out there, and you would consider me right, uh, that I would be within my rights to shoot the chimpanzee, take his stuff, whatever his stuff might be, and then consume his body, if I so wished, and I would not have violated any kind of moral code, what's, whatever, right? Yeah. So, like, there's a mess. Like maybe, the, maybe the rights thing's a mess, too.
7: No. Um, the, the thing is, the animals are animals. I mean, they're, they're there for food and, and raiment and things of that nature. That They're not necessarily – they don't have a soul like you and I do. So, yes, you would have the right to kill a gorilla and take his skin and make a coat out of it. Or
0: it is, right, but he, it's your claim that they don't have a soul. You've no well, you know, evidence of for course, that.
7: Again, these things aren't, are things that you can put out there, but you're not going to be able to prove. No more than somebody uh, – I was just chatting with somebody on the chat board that was saying that they have – the only right that exists is one negative right. And I said, well, his point – about one negative right being the only right that exists is no more valid than my point. I mean, no. he's making a claim; I'm making a claim. Right, because so these it, are things that we can discuss. That, but and that's all ever this is. It's just ac- it.
0: it's really yeah, exactly. It's just academic discussion here. Because I mean, you say that you've been given rights, but people can infringe upon them. So if people can infringe upon the rights, thereby negating you know your actual ability to exercise those rights, then what's the point of even having them?
7: Well, but see, the the fact that they're infringing on my rights justifies my action in killing them. You see?
6: So
3: I, I, I see where you're coming from. So it's That's
7: a... another right that I have. I have the right to defend my, my rights and my family.
3: So basically, you're saying you have a, a justification to abridge their rights or violate it if they've aggressed against you? I mean, they still have the yeah. right, but you just have a... Ju- of I mean, I can of see course. It. I can see it in the same way. I'm just... I, I think... In practical terms, you're talking about the same thing. You're saying you have a legitimate reason to deny somebody their liberty, whether that's freedom of movement or freedom to arms, where, if they have in some way violated somebody else's equal rights. But to that life same
2: murderer has the right to, to, to rip the throat out of a jailer because he's been denying him the right to bear arms.
7: But, oh, well, well, I agree. That's why the jailer should be very careful,
2: because <laughs> well, that's, Mark yeah. no, you you're can't nice both role be role right. That. The jailer can't Mark, be right to take the the, well, the gun away, and the guy can't be right to um, defend his right well, to bear arms. Yeah, Mark, but you, if you're, you could, you're yes, on sir. death
7: row, what have you got to lose by ripping out the jailer's throat?
2: Not much. <laughs> okay, However, so. <laughs> but, but that doesn't change Ludicrous. the fact that I wasn't on death row. I was a murderer, and I didn't rip any of my jailers' throats out. so, um, I think that I did the right thing, and the evidence is that I got out more quickly <laughs> as yeah. a
3: result so well, but in the case of somebody aggressing against you i I think you can say that they still have the right, you're just justified in abridging their right if they're aggressing against you, just okay the, the idea of, right. I mean it's just semantics be, yeah, right. that's all Rex this can is they'
7: violated, but they cannot be. I mean, they can be created by the creator, but they can't be created by man. That's why we have this problem when we use this term civil rights. There's no such thing as a civil right.
0: Gotcha, Gene. Anything else on your mind?
7: Um, Well, that was about it. I just wanted to clarify that I don't necessarily agree that somebody loses their rights because they commit some action. Because that's that's how they wind up violating our Second Amendment rights left and right. They say, well, you're a lawbreaker, therefore you don't get your Second Amendments," like they do with you, Mark. They they have no right to do
2: that. I concur with that. Um, Apparently
7: they do
0: because they get away with it. And there's not much no, we can Mark do can about strap it.
7: Strap on one and carry it just like
2: anybody else, it's and just go to prison for to ten to years and be yeah. separated from my family. <laughs> yeah, that's just the problem,
0: yeah. you know. I mean, you, I agree with what you're saying, Gene. In principle, I agree that that uh, if somebody violates your rights, uh, and I think that rights are a good concept, and that we should all believe in respect, uh, believe in and respect them uh, in other people, and that if somebody does violate them with aggression against you or your family, you absolutely have the right to defend yourself. But I think we also all all know that taking action. In that way, if it's the government people that are uh, offending your rights is going to result in you losing your life and your family losing you. So it's just not a very practical uh, application of things. I think that uh, of course,
7: we, we also have to realize the government people are not the government people. They're men and women just like you and me. They
6: sure. think that they have some kind of
0: authority. But I only label them that way to separate them from uh, the rest of us because they are the ones right. who well, are the aggressors. They are the ones who I aggress against. Uh, they aggress as a part of their job, and I I support the idea of defending oneself against aggression. But at the same time, I also support uh, peace and and achieving the voluntary society through peaceful means. And I don't think that fighting back against the government is going to get us there. I thank you. I don't think you're advocating that either. I thank you for the call. 800-259-9231. That's the Sekel CAI toll-free line, and and that's frustrating. You know, to somebody like me who's come from that sort of constitutional background and having an appreciation for the right to bear arms and the idea that it supposedly keeps the government at bay, but it hasn't. It hasn't kept the government at bay at all, and nor would it. It would just encourage them to uh, do more violence upon you if you decided to use violence on them. The show is Free Talk Live, your show, you take control, bring up anything, toll free, 800-259-9231, that's the SACL-CAI toll free line, and tonight it's Ian here with you, and Nick, and Mark, you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us, again, freetalklive.com, features including the updates, get signed up, we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live, just go to updates. Dot Freetalklive dot com get on the list free. That's updates. Dot Freetalklive dot com. Free Talk Live is brought to you by Gil Edwards of Termco Life Insurance Agency, protecting your family against financial loss due to an untimely death. Call one 3314 for Termco. 1-800-685-3314.
2: Gil Edwards, Termco Life Insurance Agency. You do not want to leave your uh, family's future over to the hands of the government in uh, yeah. some instances of your untimely death. So,
0: All right. We continue with your phone calls and uh, go to Justin in Maryland. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Justin. Justin in Maryland. Going once. Did we lose Justin? Let's try Christer in Sweden. Christer, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there.
5: I have a really cute little story for you guys. Okay, <laughs> go
0: ahead.
5: Uh, Im- imagine, it's a, it's a driver's license story. Imagine you have been driving, you are from one country, and you had you have had your driver's license for 25 years, and it's an in- international l- license. Um, then you decide to move to Sweden, and you're driving along, and for three years, you're driving your car, and you're getting stopped by in traffic controls, and nothing happens. Mm-hmm. It's all la And um, then you decide, okay, I'm going to settle down in Hello? Sweden. Hello? And oh.
0: So, okay, go ahead. Yes? You decide what?
5: To settle down, to get a citizenship. Gotcha. And... Um, then you continue driving, and because you, you have had your driver's license for a quarter of a decade, you think, okay, I'm a good driver.
0: I, Wait, I, I thought you mean, said 25 driving, years, quarter of a century? A, yeah.
5: Quarter of a, a century, century, I'm sorry, 25 Go years.
0: Go ahead.
5: And um, then all of a sudden, uh, after more than one year having a Swedish citizenship, you get stopped in another traffic control, and the uh, police will say, excuse me, but Uh, Since you have been a Swedish citizen For over one year This international driver's license Is not valid for you To drive To to, to carry a car uh, Or a vehicle in traffic
6: Mm. You need
5: to have a Swedish uh,
2: Driver's license
5: So this guy um, yeah,
2: They want the money
5: (laughs) That's right And so this guy the, the, the stupid thing is now <clears throat> he had a, he he was actually taking and not knowing about the rule and the the, the, the one year limit here, and he was actually taking and getting he he got his, his Swedish driver's license. Now, what happened was since he was uh, stopped before he actually got his Swedish driver's license in the in the traffic uh, control, they took away the his uh, driver's license um, from him.
0: So he was he stopped. Him. Well, hold on a second. Let me see if I've got this straight. He applied for a citizenship but was stopped before the process was completed?
5: No, no, no. The, the citizenship was all, all clear, all due. Uh, everything was okay with his citizenship. He's a naturalized Swede now. Okay. But this guy, he, he, he uh, had been living in Sweden as a Swedish citizen for over one year. The previous three years, he, he didn't uh, actually apply for citizenship. He was driving along with his life. Uh, so he was
0: company, fine left. until he got the citizenship. Then a year after, they said, hey, you need to, to take care of this. But they did what to him after that?
5: Well, it gets a little complicated because he actually applied to get a Swedish driver's license.
0: um, Was that before uh, he got the uh, warning, he applied for the driver's license?
5: Before the warning, before he was caught in the, and he actually got, uh, so this.
0: So he was um, waiting on the driver's license when they gave him the, uh, when they gave him the hassle? Yes. The the problem. That's right. And what did they?
5: Waiting for it, and he got it, and then they decided. uh, One week later, after he got it in his hands, he Mm -hmm. had it in for five days, and then they decided. Okay, you have been driving uh, illegally in Sweden, so we're going to take back your driver's your Swedish driver's license. Can you believe that? It sounds just like what they do. uh, He's going to get it suspended for six months. So. If right. he wants to uh, legally drive in Sweden, this guy, he has to uh, apply for another citizenship. And uh, <laughs> wh- how do you say you, you uh, move out, you, you leave Sweden, you are an emig- emig- emigrant. So he has um, to immigrate uh, back he, in order to immigrate. Yeah, if he emigrates, he can actually use his international driver's license and drive in Sweden totally legally.
0: So crazy. The the bureaucratic morass is just so uh, so just irritating to hear about. And it it sounds just like a story that would have happened here in any Department of Motor Vehicles with, you know, the paperwork didn't go through in time. And so, therefore, uh, you're in violation. And uh, okay, well, yeah, you're telling us you just signed up for this, but we don't see it here in our system. So uh, we're just going to revoke any privileges that you have. Thanks for being a Swedish citizen. Yep. Uh, what was the point? What was the point in even becoming a citizen in the first place? Why bother with that? Was there some sort of legal reason that he did that?
5: Uh, I I I don't know. I think he just wanted to stay here. And uh, so he you wouldn't have been
0: able to stay if you're an international person. You can't stay beyond a certain period.
5: Oh yeah, you can. Sure, you can stay. But I, I you think can stay. Just, um... Decided to pay taxes.
0: I don't know. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, I don't get it. Like, why would you want to become, voluntarily choose to become a citizen? Doesn't make sense to me, but some people do, I guess. And I, 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 they probably don't understand but, you
5: know, that. Membership has its benefits. I, I don't know. Uh, some some people uh, buy that shit.
0: They, well, uh, well, we got to let you go. Thank you for the call. No, sorry, Certainly sorry. appreciate <laughs> hearing from you. Click. Uh, I had to dump right, that in. Yep, goodbye. 800-259-9231. I know it's not Europe. I, I think you can say things like that uh, in Europe, but
2: not around here. Yep. Well, you know, we're we're a little more pious here in the United States. You know how that goes. All right. So, yeah, it does sound like a, a, a totally believable story,
0: That uh, but I'd like to point out that uh, the reason I'm so confused as to why anybody would want to become a citizen is because they don't really exist, as our friend Mark Stevens over at markstevens.net, that's Mark with a C markstevens.net as he has explained so eloquently that at least here in the United States and I expect that you would see similar court decisions in other western countries because a lot of the the law that that we have is very similar like in Australia English
3: speaking countries yeah. I mean that English common law basis they're very similar. Correct.
0: The US, UK, Australia But maybe even some of the European countries would have similar decisions where basically they say that uh, in cases where people expected the government to do something for them, for instance, the police, they expected them to come and save them or they expected them to respond to a call or something like that. And they didn't. You know, a lawsuit would be would be uh, drawn up and they'd go after the cops and it would be taken up to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court would say. Nope, sorry, no obligation here on our part. Sorry, hey, sorry you lost some of the most, most egregious
2: is, um, uh, cases too. This isn't just where well the TV, my TV got stolen and the cops didn't do anything about it. This no. this is the kind of stuff where they were warned multiple times. They, uh, you know, hey, my, you know, the, the guy that you know you have a restraining order on is gonna
0: come kill me right
2: now. Yep.
0: and he did. Yeah. Uh, you know that he did come and kill somebody, and then the lawsuit was filed, and the result was that there is no obligation to provide protection to you. We'll come back with more free talk Live.
2: This program is brought to you by FreeKeen.com. FreeKeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. FreeKeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. FreeKeen.com. <laughs>
0: This is Free Talk Live, the toll free number for you to bring up whatever's on your mind. To- uh, again, toll free 800 259 9231. CAI brings you that number, 1 800 259 9231. And tonight it is Ian here with you. And Nick. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, Free Talk Live. Dot com features including live streams. We've got a broadband version of the show, a dial-up version, even a webcam. It's all free for you. Listen. dot dot com get you to it. That's listen. dot dot
2: com. Audiblepodcast.com dot com offers over eighty thousand hours of audio programs from seven hundred and different uh, seven hundred excuse me two hundred and seventy different content providers that include audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazines, and newspaper publishers, podcasters, and business information providers, and you can try out any of those uh, those uh, many different uh, types of uh, audio entertainment by going to audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. That's audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. One that I found uh, to be very enticing. I have yet to, to get it and uh, spend my time uh, listening to it, but it was the uh, um, Politically Incorrect Guide to American History, and I think that that might appeal to some of our listeners.
0: So I was talking about Mark Stevens, uh, markstevens.net, his website. That's Mark with a C he is one of the most iconoclastic people out there i think right now in our in our movement and i i love i love mark stevens he's a, he's a great guy i got the chance to meet him this year at the new hampshire liberty forum where he gave a fantastic uh presentation which it uh, it, it really a, brought
2: the house down. I must say
0: it it needed more time. That was my only my only critique. Is I that found it
2: very entertaining.
0: That somebody didn't communicate effectively how much time he might need, or that he didn't get what the time was he expecting. I don't know, but hopefully next next year he'll be back with like a whole afternoon or something to talk because it was that good. Uh, but one of the things that he talks about, and I think, is so iconoclastic and so wonderful because it's so effective. To me, at least, I felt uh, really persuaded by this point when i first heard about it and that is that uh, there is no such thing as a citizen i know we've all been told in the government school system and by our parents and the entire society that surrounds us that well you're a u.s citizen we're all U.S. citizens. You're, you're probably, special. You've probably had to check a box on an employment form that says I'm a U.S. citizen in order to get a job. So it's been pretty effectively pounded into us that we must
3: be U.S. citizens. Well, because citizen implies that you're giving a duty of allegiance in exchange for a duty of protection from a government.
0: Exactly. That is the, the my understanding, at least, of the definition of a citizen as far as a legal definition is concerned. And when you look at what the government people have been saying, the court people, the ones that wear the robes, uh, the people that call themselves the Supreme Court, you can look at decision after decision over the years where they have reiterated over and over again that the government at no level, local, state, federal, no level of government has any obligation to provide you with protection or anything else for that matter. They have no obligation to provide you with anything resembling a service or product. At all. And so if that's true, it completely invalidates the whole idea of a citizen. Because if you are owing a duty of allegiance to the state, whatever imaginary thing that is, if you owe a duty of allegiance in return for an obligation for them to protect you, and they're telling you, hey, we don't have an obligation to do anything for you, then you don't owe them anything. Right. So therefore, there is no citizen. It's all a big lie that people are told. It's it's just a big scam to get them to believe in the state and to believe that they're owed something from the state. And you know, when the, when the chips are finally going to come down, as Obama has said, they're out of money. Look at the look at the obligations they've uh, supposedly created for themselves: the Medicare, the Social Security, the trillions of dollars that are out there into the future that it's going to cost. The and, foreign aid. Foreign aid, uh, the, the military, uh, the trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars here that these people have spent, how, how can you even expect them to come through on their promises? So down the line, when the government decides, if they don't crash and burn within the next few years, down the line, when Reckoning Day comes for these government programs and they decide that, well, the only way we're going to be able to save Social Security or save Medicare, we'll, we'll just look at Social Security, it's its own mess. The only way we can save Social Security is to raise the retirement age to 85 and cut the benefits. That might actually put it off for another 10 or 15 years depending on how drastically they make the Even if the they cuts. do
2: put it off, as all the politicians are going to do is go back in and raid the uh, general fund where the social security money is kept anyway. Social security big lie.
0: But basically if they have to change all of the terms of what yep. the agreement was, it's just more evidence to say that there never was an agreement in the first place. You're doing business with an armed gang of people that will change the way they do their business at the uh, you know the flick of uh, of their wrist. I mean they it's just no big deal to them. Yep. They can change The terms anytime, and you just have to put up with it. And so, if people file lawsuits in that case saying, Well, I paid into this program my whole life, I paid 15% of my income because it's 7.5% that you'll see taken out of your check, you don't see the other 7.5% that the business you're working for is taking out before it even gets to your check. So, you put in 15% of every single paycheck into the system, and then you're turning 60, you're about to turn 65, and they say, Well, we're raising the retirement age to 80. And then you file a lawsuit along with all the other people that were about to uh, turn 65 and the Supreme Court kicks it back in your face saying, sorry, we have no obligation to provide you with anything. Sorry you got into bed with us.
2: It's a, that's how it is. If that's how it is, likely they won't do it exactly like what you're saying. I mean, it's, it's unlikely they would go from 65 to 80 because the people the people that uh, are, are receiving uh, Social Security are the ones that are most likely to vote. Than people in that yeah. age bracket. So they don't want to screw with those people. They don't want to screw them. It doesn't matter if they them. vote them out. It doesn't matter at
0: that point, right? These people, uh, even if they go right. and vote the next year, they can vote in a whole new batch of politicians, and that Supreme Court's going to say the same damn thing. Right. It's, and the Supreme Court doesn't get voted in anyway. To me,
2: it's more likely that the United States government would uh, just raise the amount of money that the the people, you know, they, they might raise the, the age somewhat, but it's, you know, why not just jack up the amount of money that people that are working have to pay? Yeah, and what do the older people have to care? Um, you know, they the, right. They w- might do that. I paid in. But w- yeah. and, and, you know, the, the United States government would rather the economy falter than uh, to I, it seems to me than to 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 look, to do what you're talking about. Some huge uh, step in the, the other direction. All I'm
0: saying is if it came to that, the result from the Supreme Court would be we owe you nothing. Yep. That's what it would be. We took your money, made you promises, but we still don't owe you anything. They'll never say, well, you're not citizens, but it's proof. It's just more proof that there is no such thing. Anyway, I love that point. All right, let's continue and go to your phone calls. Carla, ladies first. Carla is on the line in New Hampshire, organizer of the 2009 Porcupine Freedom Festival. Saw you out at the Free Keen Fest uh, this weekend, Carla. hope you're doing well. What's on your mind tonight?
10: Um, I was just calling to say hi, of course, and great show as always. And uh, yes, I did see you at the Free Keen Festival, which was wonderful.
0: There were so many people there, I barely had a chance to do more than just wave at you, uh, because there's just uh, at one point there was a count of over 70 people attending our our wonderful little free keen fest. Now you're probably expecting a few hundred more at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. What's the news? What uh, what's happening? Uh, what do you have to tell our listeners?
10: Um, well, what I wanted to tell you is we have the uh, current schedule online, oh, which great. is at www.porkfest.com, and people can go take a look at that, and that should help everyone with their planning. For uh, Pork Fest, for those people who haven't registered yet, it's still $20, and registration is still open. A couple of highlights we have going on is we've put together bus tours. We actually have a free stater who just recently bought an actual
0: bus. <laughs> yeah, I saw that thing over what? the weekend. They brought they bought a... It's not the hugest of buses, but it's definitely like a, one of those city buses you see driving around uh, Keene. Not a, not a full-size city bus like we used to have in Sarasota, but kind of a a, good size it, city 20, bus. a 22-seater. It's a big, fairly large bus. Uh, yeah, I think it was Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, and <laughs> uh, one other investor got into that, and I guess they're going to sell advertising on the side of it and uh, and take a bunch of free-staters and liberty activists around to, to different events, but it. it's like going to be a party bus or something. I don't know. I'm not exact, exactly is, sure what their I plans think are.
10: officially now the party bus, I believe, it has <laughs> AC, some rocking music, and they may have had some beverages. How um, many
0: libertarian they, parties around the country have their own bus that they can drive around in? Just doesn't happen. Exactly. These are the greatest activists I've ever come across.
10: So I know, and it's going to be wonderful. We have uh, you know, an experienced bus driver, and we're going to have some tour guides, and we'll have a tour going down to Portsmouth on Wednesday, the 24th of June. And that sounds like a really great day. I believe it's going to leave around 8 o'clock. So there are things going on
0: before the actual event starts. I'd like to hang on to you, Carla, and have you tell us a little bit about that. Because the the event itself is shorter officially this year, but it sounds like there's still more going on. I want to find out more. Free Talk Live. This is... Talk Live. Only moments remain. Enough time for your call if you make it right now to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Nick and Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features, totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We are talking about the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and that's going to be a place you'll be able to come to and hang around with, uh, hang out for days with liberty-loving people at a wonderful campground that I've yet to have the opportunity to visit, so I'm excited to come up to Rogers, uh, Rogers Campground in Lancaster, New Hampshire. It's going to be a nice little drive from here in Keene, probably two and a half, three hours or something like that. I haven't mapped it out quite yet, uh, but it's going to be up in the northern part of the state, which I've yet to actually have a chance to go up and see, and it's a, a great time of the year, I think, to be up there. We've got Carla on the line with us she is the organizer of the 2009 porcupine freedom festival and you're calling tonight carla to announce uh that the schedule for pork fest 2009 is up on the website the website being porkfest.com that's pork with a c p-o-r-c-f-e-s-t porkfest.com which i think is great because now people can see what's coming up uh what is planned to be going on and carla give us some give us some more highlights here uh you were talking about something actually going on before Porcupine Freedom Festival actually kicks off on Thursday the 25th. There's something happening on that Wednesday and that's going to be a bus tour?
10: Um, yes, we're actually, we're going to have two bus tours and we decided to do it on the Wednesday and Thursday just because there's so much going on on Friday and Saturday and then of course the big closing ceremony on Sunday that we wanted to give people the opportunity, particularly if they're coming from out of state, you know, they can come up a day early or so, maybe fly in on Tuesday come in, come up to Lancaster on Wednesday and then take the bus tour. So on Wednesday we'll be going to Portsmouth and that sounds like a really great tour. They'll be going down. It's, it's a fair amount of, you know, driving. It's about three hours on the road. Yeah, but it's
0: good company. So you're going to be on a bus with other liberty-minded people, and I'm sure that time is going to just fly right by, not to mention the uh, scenery is quite nice up here. So I don't think that'll be a problem for people.
10: Exactly. And actually, I've talked to a lot of people, you know, free staters who've actually made the move after coming to Park Fest, Mm -hmm. as a lot of us do. You know, we come, we have a great experience, and then we decide to make the move. And one of the people, Mark Warden, our porcupine realtor, um, had really enjoyed the bus tours when he came. It's a really, you know, you're stuck on a bus. What are you going to do? Yeah. You're going to talk to other people. Um, so it's a good way to make some new friends.
0: Has, uh, has Dale from AnarchyInYourHead.com, our co-host Dale, uh, approached you about a Keene a Keen area bus tour at all? Has he talked to you about that?
10: You know, he hasn't talked to me yet. We're obviously open to that. We would have to figure out the schedule. As you mentioned, Lancaster is sort of up there, which is a pro because we're far away from everything and we can have a lot more fun. But um, I'd certainly be happy to talk to him and I will actually shoot him an email right after this.
0: Okay, that would be awesome. So uh, what are some other highlights? I mean, I'm looking at the list of things going on. There's everything from morning hikes to uh, Pimp My Activism with Mike Barsky, who we were just talking about last night. I mean, Mike Barsky, is who's become this super activist. He talked about in his recent post at freekeen.com how he was basically a nobody hermit uh, before he moved here to New Hampshire, and now uh, he's all over the place. I mean, Nick, he helps you guys out over at Free Minds TV, FreemindsTV. Every website, week. Yep, FreemindsTV.com. You can go there and, and see the episodes that uh, Mike is working behind the scenes on. Uh, and so he's going to be doing "Hint My Activism, which is a great interactive seminar where activists who've had run-ins with the law give their tips and their experiences, and they, they'll actually act you know they'll do some role playing on how best to uh, to deal with law enforcement people and, and government uh, bureaucrats that are looking to hurt you uh, so that's a couple of the things that are going on you've, you've got uh, cooking contest the cook-off what tell us what what you are excited about uh, seeing happen i'm just glancing at the list here and picking things out what what is exciting to you as the organizer
10: I'm excited about everything. One thing that jumps to mind immediately is um, the massages, which one of our free states will be offering, because I'm pretty sure I'm going to need one by then.
0: Oh, massage, um, gotcha.
10: Just a little stressed, but um, yeah, definitely that. Um, one thing I did want to tell you about also is the Appleseed shoot that will be going on. That is a different organization, Appleseed. They do rifle training. Um, I just mm-hmm. did one a couple of weeks ago. It's Intense and grueling, but very, very fun. And I, you know, I came from New York and originally from South Africa and not a big gun person. Got my first gun here, realized I didn't know what I was doing, mm. took the class, and feel really empowered.
0: Cool. So there's going to be and, opportunities um, so to.
10: That, well, we 'll also be having a newbie shoot for the shooters, but then, in terms of fun stuff, I think oh a I lot see of poker
0: speaking of, of fun, I see poker and other games listed here. Will there be possibly civil disobedience going on at this pork fest?
10: Um, I suspect things m- may be unlicensed And <laughs> yeah. um, there 's there's not, <laughs> not actual um, anything planned, although you know I have talked to some activists that are coming up from New York City and they were very interested in, you know, well, we're going to have a bunch of people up here. What can we do? So, I wouldn't be surprised if things sort of organically happen. You know, that tends we'll to happen when
0: you the get around, right? When you get around <laughs> uh, these people, these activists, these people that have moved to New Hampshire in order to be uh, to live more free and to get active for more freedom and our uh, liberty in our lifetime. Uh, they get together and they just self-organization just starts to happen spontaneously. Ideas will be put, thrown out there there's a Porkfest forum uh, sub-forum over at the Free State Project where people are talking about some of the things they're going to be doing and I, I know the discussions are going on elsewhere. I've heard that there's going to be somebody who's giving tattoos out uh, which will be cool because that'll be basically civil disobedience, getting a tattoo uh, from somebody who's not you know using a, a government permit to operate in uh, that particular location so there'll be that. Of course there's still rumors. Room- About the fun ten, I haven't heard anything about whether that's going to happen yet or not. I don't know what kind of details Jason Osborne is trying to uh, to iron out about that, but that's a possibility, uh, you know. And then all kinds of other things that you mentioned, like you mentioned, Carla, the activists might just get in their cars and drive up to one of those internal checkpoints we've talked about so many times on this show, and I don't know, pile out of their cars with video cameras. Who knows what they'll end up doing when you get that many people together uh, and get them active? It's very exciting.
10: It is absolutely exciting. And I think, you know, just to, to conclude, in the end, Porkfest is about what you make it. So people will come, they'll have fun, they'll choose what they do. There is stuff on the schedule, there's unscheduled stuff, which we can't put on the schedule, but it'll be a whole lot of fun for everyone, people from families, single people the whole gamut
0: right obviously families are not going to be so interested necessarily in loading the family into the minivan and testing the uh the, the checkpoint but there are going to be things for families to do there are going to be a lot of families there uh, people with kids kids are going to be able to meet other kids their age and uh, and get to know one another and and play together and you know, I'm, I'm seeing things on the list here of things like kickball tournaments so uh, horseshoe tournaments. so fun i am going
2: to kick a- those little kids butts in kickball <laughs>
0: That's not what kickball means. Oh, and and our friends uh, Jason and Pete are going to be here from the Motorhome Diaries coming back up. uh, They're making their trip up here uh, this direction, from what I understand, relatively soon, and they're going to be here, so you'll be able to meet uh, Jason and Pete. And a lot of the activists that you hear on this show, they're going to be in attendance. You know, people like Dave Ridley uh, from RidleyReport.com, I I can't guarantee he's going to be there. He kind of floats about, uh, but their odds are good that... i'd bet on it yeah odds odds are very good that a lot of the uh, the names if you will of this movement are going to be there and of course free talk live broadcasting live free minds tv you're going to be there uh, broadcasting are you, you are going to be
3: broadcasting we are working on getting one piece of equipment okay uh which people can chip in on at over the website how, how can they do that free minds, go to freemindstv.com and we have a chip in um a, a widget up so they can uh chip in for that it's like 150 bucks we might just go ahead and buy it. So right now we're, we're planning on we are going to be filming, um, and hopefully we'll have a live webcast up.
0: Great. So the New Hampshire Liberty Media are going to be well represented, and we've all got our fingers crossed and are hoping that our friend Sam Dodson is uh, released from his jail cell so he can join us uh, for for this particular Porcupine Freedom Festival because it just it won't be the same without him.
10: It absolutely would not be the same. I think you know I, I when I picture Pork Fest I see his face.
0: <laughs> all right, Carla. Anything else you want to share with our listeners tonight?
10: Um, that's pretty much it. The one thing I would mention is if anyone's interested in volunteering at Porkfest, um, they can shoot me an email at porkfest at freestateproject.org. Great. We're always looking for volunteers, and it's a wonderful way to meet people and to really get hooked into the movement.
0: It's a blast. I've had a lot of fun both times I've been, and I look forward to uh, this year. Thank you, Carla, for the call tonight and the update. Still looking here at just the list of things going on, uh, fun stuff, the cooking contests, of course, picnics. We've got panel discussions as well. There's the occasional uh, discussion and speech. Uh, I know Varen Swearingen the president, will be giving his state of the FSP speech and giving out some awards. Uh, and then more fun stuff for families and kids. Uh, Dance Dance Revolution is going to be uh, played there. Mini-golf, uh, they, they apparently all kinds. The Soapbox Idol, uh, prepare your best three-minute rant on the liberty topic of your choice and be judged by Gardner Goldsmith as well as Angela Keaton and uh, Chris Lawless, uh, the former organizer the organizer
2: of the Liberty Forum. So be judged by Gardner Goldsmith. And uh, Free Talk Live is brought to you by uh, SACL CAI and their principal over there, Jason Osborne. Uh, they are a, uh, a collections company, and they collect with respect. If you want to find out more about SACL CAI, go to freetalklive.com and see their banner at the right-hand side of the page. All right, it's been Ian here with you. And Nick. And
0: Mark. And we'll be back tomorrow night, online in the meantime, at freetalklive.com.
4: These are challenging times. Inflation, job security, political and financial uncertainty affect us all. Now more than ever, it's important to review your life insurance needs should something happen to you. Experts agree. Most families should have life insurance protection of ten times their income. The great news is life insurance rates have never been this low. When you call TermCo, Gil Edwards will tell you how affordable term life insurance can be. Gil specializes in saving people money on top-rated term life insurance. Find out if you're paying too much or if you don't have enough. Ask about the new return of premium plans, which return your entire premium back to you after 20 or 30 years, tax-free, guaranteed. Your family's protected either way. Get the best coverage with TermCo at the lowest possible rate. Call TermCo for a free no-obligation quote. Call 800-685-3314. 800-685-3314. That's 800-685-3314.